Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Welcome along to the Finger Lakes area of upstate New York. We will have a motor race this Saturday evening. Our Saturday night main is the IMSA WeatherTech. Uh, it's the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge, Sealands 120 at the Glen. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hindorf. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me. We're in a beautiful area of the world which has unleashed uh, everything it can throw at us this weekend. It's green, it's lovely, and that means you need to have uh, some precipitation. Uh, we've had it all in the last couple of hours, all of it. Uh, Watkins Glen International has been a part of this community for so many years. And the 11 corners and three and a half miles, or thereabouts, 3.4 miles, uh, provides a challenge enough when it's dry. It's going to be a wet race this afternoon. Action areas down to turn one, the inner loop, the bus stop chicane on the back straight and down, uh, down the hill or up and over the top of the hill and down a little bit to turn number eight, the heel of the boot. Let's check in with Shea Adam on pit lane as engines are about. No, engines have fired, Shea Adam. There's a grumble of a Mercedes in the background of my microphone. What's it grumbling about? Is it what, too cold for it? Or what, it has, it's, had its ice cream? Or? It, it's grumbling because it's been waiting an hour longer than it was expecting to. And Kenny Murillo is behind the wheel, and he's ready to go try and defend this championship lead that the number 72 holds. Although 100 points separate the 72 from the 28 at the start of this race, it's a lot more cars that separate the Mercedes and the RS1 Porsche, as it will be Eric Fulgaris, South Florida boy, with his work cut out for him to try and carve his way through the field. But Kenny Morello, South California boy, I had to explain to him what was happening when there was precipitation falling from the sky because <laughs> he's not really familiar with those conditions. Now there is an eager rumble from the Aston Martin starting in second. The sunshine is starting to peek out and the safety car is about to roll away. Looks like a different uh, season on a different continent to what we had uh, just an hour ago. And there's uh, enough cloud base for us to have our helicopter up as well. Cars are rolling off the grid. Let's take a look at the runners and riders. 35 cars we were expecting. Jeremy Shaw will take us through the highlights of the grid. Yeah, so we're going to have uh, a total of 34 cars in this race. One car will not be starting. That's the Core Motorsports Ford Mustang Element 59. Crash yesterday for Bob McCallion during the qualifying session. So it'll be 13 TCRs. Uh, and uh, 21 GS cars. Starting at the back will be Will Talley in car number 73. That's uh, a Honda Civic. The next row forward in TCR is Preston Brown in an Audi car number 10 and Steve Ike in a number 89 Honda Civic. Two Audis will share the next row forward. That's Gavin Ernstone in car number 61 and Nick Loymans in car number 15. Uh, one row farther ahead is the, the lone Alfa Romeo of Roy Block. That's car number five alongside the defending two-time series champion Taylor Hagler in car number one. That's a Hyundai Elantra NTCR. 
Another Honda Civic, one of the older cars, the FK7s for Victor Gonzalez, car number 99, will start in the sixth position in the TCR class, alongside a championship leader, based in Philippi, in car number 98, that's a Brian Herder Autosport Hyundai. Uh, the sister car, number 33, will start next farther on the grid, number 33, alongside Tyler Mack, uh, Brian Ortiz, starting number 91, Van der Stur Racing Hyundai Elantra. Front row of the grid in TCR, the Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsports Audi of Chris Miller, and on the pole, for the fifth race in a row, all the races in for this, this season and the final one of last year, that's Matt Pombo in the LA Honda World Racing Honda Civic FL5, brand new car, last time out. Alfredo Nadri will start the RV Motorsports Toyota 20, uh, kind of a 14 21st in GS field. Row ahead of him, Drew Neuboyer for NV Autosport returning to the series in the Ford Mustang Cunner number 79. Alongside Eric Filgueras, who did not get a lap in the interrupted qualifying session yesterday in car number 28, the RS1 Porsche. Ahead of him on the grid, the similar car for BGB Motorsports, number 83 is Tom Collingwood. Alongside the lone Chevrolet for Rebel Rock Racing, car number 71 is Frank Depew. Todd Coleman uh, in the number 88 car, uh, Aston Martin, and the similar TGM Aston for Ted Giovannis on row 8. Number 39, the Carbon Porsche, Sean McAllister, alongside Anton Diaz Pereira, number 27, Lone Star Racing Mercedes on row 7. Adam Adelson in car number 47, the Nola Sport Porsche, alongside the Turnamo Sport BMW, car number 96, is Vin Barletta. Top 10, Sean Quinlan, number 43, Steve Cameron Racing BMW, alongside another Aston Martin for Automatic Racing, car number 09, is Rob Ecklin. Jesse Lazare in car number 69, the Motorsports in Action McLaren Artura GT4, alongside the Winwood Racing Mercedes, car number 57, winner last time out, that's Bryce Ward. Row three on the outside, Jeff Mosing from Marilla Racing in the Mercedes, car number 56, and Robert McGuinness, the Turner Motorsport BMW, car number 95. Jensen Altsman will start the McCombie McAleer Racing with Aerosport Ford Mustang, car number 13 in the fourth position, alongside Rory van der Stur. Excellent effort for Van der Stur Racing in that newly, brand newly rebuilt uh, Aston Martin car number 19 on the inside of row two. The front row, Hugh Blum, car number 46 for Team TGM, another Aston Martin Vantage, and on the pole position, the championship leader for Murillo Racing number 72 is Kenny Murillo. Perfect timing, Jeremy, as the cars just go past us at the end of their first formation lap. Now, the, the track actually is in a much better condition than I thought it would be, although we're going at a slow speed. We have two Corvette safety cars out, one for the GS field, and I think very sensibly one for the TCRs as well. So a full split start, split with two safety cars. Yes, I we're not sure whether they're going to be... It might be single file or it might be double file, the usual double file start, but if, if the track is deemed too wet, we shall decide on this lap now before the green flag, we will go either single file or double file start. And uh, we did have Preston Brown fall off the circuit at turn three on the first formation lap. Uh, he is in his position, uh, in just in uh, Preston Brown, just ahead of Dr. Will Talley uh, on the circuit. So Kenny Murillo, Hugh Plum for... Mercedes and Aston Martin, Marillo Racing and Team TGM. Now, as the cars are starting to pick up pace, the evidence is quite clear, and that is spray. And that's going to be a real issue in the early laps. The Michelin rain tyres that all of these cars are wearing, as, as IMSA have declared this 
a wet race. Uh, they are hugely efficient and they clear a bathtub of water about every two or three tenths of a second. Uh, that goes up into the air and as there's little or no wind at the moment, it will just hang there. Yeah, the good news is this track has a lot of elevation changes, even through some of the corners there's a fair amount of banking there in turn 7, the cars are coming through now so the water does run off there but it does tend to run in rivers uh, uh, the good news is it hasn't rained hard for well, probably half an hour or so at least, so it's nothing like as bad as it was earlier on, really only on the front stretch uh, the front straight, which again is mainly downhill, uh, and then the worst part of the track for kind of aquaplaning is the the run the out of the S's along the, the main straightaway into the inner loop. That's the really tricky part where the water does tend to stand a little bit. Been a big crowd here all week, and thank you to you all for uh, hanging out with us for the last few days. Campgrounds cool, yeah. very full. Uh, always a knowledgeable audience. Everyone I've spoken to here as we've been moving around, uh, asking about what is going on for the rest of the season, what gossip we know, passing on some gossip as well, which is all very good. Now, I'm expecting to see the clock start yeah. at the as the safety car and the first car goes through. So Kenny Murillo goes through. The two-hour clock starts now. Yes, it does. So we are now into the race, and we've started behind a safety car. Yeah. But these laps count. Yeah, these laps count. This time counts, as you said, two-hour race. Uh, and uh, I think when we come up for the pro- well restart or proper start, it will be single file. Uh, I think that's a good call in terms of safety here. I mean, yeah, the track's really not too bad at the moment by by racing standards. It could be a lot worse than this uh, than we would be racing. So and it was an I hour think, ago. I, yeah, well, yeah, it was horrific. An hour ago, reg- regardless of the the lightning yeah. weather hold, we could not have raced on the track an no, hour ago. No, no. Un- Unless we had jet skis and boogie boards. Yeah, well, even then you'd, you'd be struggling. You couldn't see anything, even then. I mean, visibility literally was down to 100 yards. But, uh, I, yeah, I think we'll be going uh, going green here pretty soon, if not next time around. Uh, just noted by Sheer Adam in the pit lane, the second safety car is still out. So still intending to have a split restart, as it will be. But this is the first start of the race. And again, race control exercising their initiative here. Uh, so the thing, I mean, it's not cold. I should say it's not cold here. It's been very wet. It is uh, 20 degrees Celsius in the air. That's 68 Fahrenheit. 25 on the track is 77. So coming down through to the laces of the boot. And the clock, as we have said, has started. So we are into what we hope will be a full 120 minutes of the Sealands 120 at the Glen for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. And as soon as the rain has stopped, everyone has come back out again it's shorts and t-shirt weather here because it is very pleasant it's pretty sticky humidity is 90 percent and there will be spray in the air so the drivers making sure their windscreens are clear before they get going the worst thing is if you start to get going and you realize your wipers either aren't working or they're just making a white mess on the windscreen i've seen that happen before Still waiting for news from race control whether we will get the start this time by. The second safety car still out. 
and the gap between the two safety cars well SC1 is going through turn 9 now and so that leaves the last car in line which is the number 14 RV Motorsports GR Supra with Alfredo uh, Alfredo Najri behind the wheel he's just going into turn 8 now and through it and maybe 20 no, a bit further than that probably 40 or 50 yards behind is the TCR safety car a matching dark blue Corvette which Shea has decided that she likes the rear wing in particular on that street car as it's going around now I think I saw I think I saw the signal being given from the starter stand as one to go I would hope so. There's there's absolutely no reason why we can't get going now. I mean, we've had uh, what this is. That's the third lap they've done, isn't it? Two parade laps and one uh, lap since the race officially started. That's plenty of time for these drivers to get used to the conditions. And uh, yeah, I would hope we would go green this time, and uh, it'll be uh, a single fast start and and get on with it. So thank you for your patience. We are just over, just about an hour uh, later than we expected to be. But extraordinary work by all of the track services, marshals, the blowers, the sweepers, and people who are out there with the straw. I don't know how they've managed to do it, but they have. The track is in a raceable condition after the torrential deluge that we had just over one hour ago I'll be honest with you I did not think we'd get this race off tonight so fair play to the teams and drivers and by the way the cars were left uncovered in all of that I didn't see anybody put covers on their cars and they've all restarted nobody was left in the pit lane that was the first thing that Shay said all right with one hour 55 minutes and 22 seconds on the clock the safety car lights are out on the first safety car line so the field will come under the control of Kenny Barillo. Up towards the heel of the boot now. And the safety car is about to clear off. It will be a single file start. So this effectively is our, will be our first green flag as we come through the line this time. And we'll have had about six minutes of the two hours. Stand by for action. Your patience is exemplary i expect it to be rewarded in spades live across the world in sound and vision good to have your company it's all free no blocks no breaks flag to flag coverage on imsa radio part of the radio show limited network of channels and in vision on imsa.tv Green flag is in hand and is about to be waved. We are racing at the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge. Sailing 120 at the Glen. Pretty even start as everybody comes across the line. One or two people breaking out of line, but that, I suppose, because it's a single-file start, that's going to be far, fine. McLaren, the Mia McLaren down the inside of the number 57. That is the Bryce Ward winner last time out on the streets of Detroit. Different track different conditions here come the tcrs led by matt pombo and elia honda world in the new fl5 civic he gets a decent start but getting 
Mugged down the inside. Is he by the first of the Hyundais? That's the Hyundai Alanda of Harry Gottsacker. No, he can't make that happen. And here comes the Audi. The bright yellow car. You can see that one in the gloom. Round the outside. That's Chris Miller. Good start for Chris from the inside of row two. But he's going to have to drop back in the line. And actually drops back into fourth position. Clean start by both the GS, the GT4 field, and the TCR field. We're off and running on green flag racing. And do you know what, Jeremy? That spray is not as bad as I thought it was going to be over the top of the S's and down towards the bus stop. I agree. Those uh, first two parade laps plus the two ra- laps uh, run behind the safety cars dissipates a lot of the surface water here. It's really not bad at all. Uh, coming down the hill towards turn seven there, very little spray at all. I think visibility is good. Track conditions are pretty good yes it's wet but it's not super wet and uh, we're going to have some uh, a lot of shuffling of the order here there's quite a lot of cars out of position after the qualifying session it was interrupted yesterday only about half of the gs field really got a representative lap in yeah i noticed alfredo nashry making a move uh, early on getting past the mustang gt4 the nv autosport car drew no by it and he was uh, having a little look at Tom Collingwood in the BGP Motorsports number 83 Porsche 718 as well. So this is going to take a little while to settle itself down. But the good news is we're racing. The better news is the sun's just come out. That's extraordinary. There are There's almost <laughs> enough sunlight for casting shadows there through Tyler Hagler. Taylor Hagler and Roy Block have been having a battle, but now it's the Victor Gonzalez car that is around the rear spoiler of that Hyundai and here comes the number 15 of Nick Loymans for Rockwell Autosport, that's another car with bright yellow on it, yellow and blue, coming through turn 10 to turn 11, the final right-hander on the circuit everybody playing very sensibly at the moment now, remember the tactics and remember the drive time. Shea Adam has been watching this. And interesting to see who the starting drivers are. Uh, Shea, nobody wanted to give up track position here. So there's been no swapping and changing. What's the drive time that we've got to keep an eye on? One second. I'll come back to you in just one second. Because we've got a battle at the front of the field. Hugh Plum and Rory Vanister, the two Aston Martins. Hugh Plum going down to turn six will feel the heat from behind. Feels a little bit defensive as the blue and white car of Vandersteer has a look down the inside. Can't quite get the overlap. Let's get them through turn seven before we go back to Shea Adam in the pit lane. Just lurking behind them. Jensen Altman having a cracking run for McCombie McAleer Racing. Fourth position. Big slide by Vandersteer. He's loving this. That was a proper drift coming through the toe of the boot. Now, can he get enough of an overlap? Well, again... Hugh Plum is feeling that heat. Oh, Hugh moving around in the braking area. That's getting a little bit dicey, particularly in these conditions. But they're through turn eight. The leader is getting away. Kenny Marillo by about a second and a half. Shay, back to you for an update on the drive time, etc., for this two-hour race. 40 minutes, 4-0. So that's what you're looking out for. That's the magical number. And we have several teams that will hit that number with their starting driver and then immediately come into the pit lane. No matter what's happening out on track, the sister car to the Team TGM car that you're watching right now, that Aston Martin, will be one of those cars. Ted Giovannis only needs 40 minutes. And then it's time for Owen Trinkler, who's both very good at this track and very good in the wet. So we will see a big mashup of tactics 
uh, and also of cars out of position. Still the battle for second, keeping our attention in GS. Big round the outside move by Van der Stur. He almost goes off the track. He does go off the track. Has to lift off when he comes back on. And even with the wet kerbs, there was a shower of sparks from underneath the second of the Aston Martins. It is still Mercedes-Benz leading in the GT4. Two Aston Martins, a Ford Mustang, a BMW M4 G G82. That's Robert McGuinness on probation, remember, after that bizarre accident with the Aston Martin when he basically ran over it at Detroit. Top five cars, Jeremy, front-engined machines. Yeah, and Rory van der Stur there wisely didn't push the issue. He, he was exceeding the track limits there in turn when if he'd made that pass, he'd have probably been told to give it back. So he did that on his own beforehand. Brilliant job by that van der Stur racing team, by the way. That's the, the other car, uh, the other team that was involved in that wreck with Robert McGuinness in Detroit, where McGuinness's BMW clambered all over the, the Aston Martin. The, the Aston was totally destroyed. A brand-new car was delivered on uh, on uh, Monday morning to the team. They worked two 16-hour days, got the car finished by Tuesday night, drove it up here to Watkins Glen, race prepped it, and Rory van der Sur now, uh, I think, uh, it was certainly challenging for second position. Very, very impressive. Live across the world on RS2, the home of IMSA Radio, all live, all free. And if you've got friends who can't join us now, remember the archive will be posted later on today. That's live and free as well. The biggest motorsport archive of audio is at RadioLamont.com and IMSAradio.com. Further back through the GS field, Turner Motorsport is being ganged up on by not one but two Mercedes AMGs. The 56 is Jeff Morsing and Bryce Ward is right there as well. Bryce Boyd by the win last weekend goes around the outside of turn 10. Superb manoeuvre by Bryce Ward. He is really on it. Up to 7th position. A sensible start by Bryce. It was... Just move over. Thanks very much. Um, What's that? That was Bryce Ward just yeah. telling uh, Jeff Morsing to, to pull over a bit. I've no clue where that came from, Jeremy, but uh, it was uh, entertaining for us. Uh, Bryce Ward, who a couple of years ago was telling anybody that would listen, including me, that that was it. He'd had enough. He was hanging up his helmet. Then he decided to give the Michelin Pilot Challenge one more go in the GT4 car, and he's had a win to... Uh, proved that that was the right decision last time out. Frank Depew spins it off the final corner in the 71 Camaro and he's losing ground. That's a shame actually because he was in a decent position and now he's having to find reverse GT, uh, the uh, TCR cars have gone through as well and there's the reverse gear so this is now going to be massive catch up for Frank He's in the pit lane entry, but I think he'll pull straight out. He does in the Urban Grid Rebel Rock Racing car. Last season for this car, new GT4 Corvette next year, and I'm pretty certain that uh, Rebel Rock would like one of those. I expect they've been told to join in the somewhat orderly queue that has formed around uh, Corvette racing for those cars. Yeah. Still, the battle goes on yeah. for second place, Jeremy, still, down at turn eight. And still Hugh Plum taking some interesting lines interesting, down the straights yes. and into the corners. He's uh, he been pretty defensive, but he's using all of the racetrack. And that's allowed uh, Jensen Altsman to close onto the rear of Rory van der Sturve. And just uh, wisely here, not pressing the issue too 
hard at this stage, but uh, clearly he's, he's got the faster car at the moment. We just can't find a way past uh, Hugh Plum. Hugh fighting a bit of a rear guard action means that the leader, Kenny Marillo, has cleared off to almost a three-second lead. Also, all, also impressed with Jensen Altman, the youngster in the number 13. Uh, GT, uh, Ford GT, Ford Mustang GT. Uh, I suspect, and Shea Adams just mentioned this, and it's a good spot, I suspect that people are already looking for the damper parts of the track, Jeremy, because coming across the yep. start-finish line, they're heading towards the pit wall. That's not the normal line. You would just straight line all the way down to the left-hand side of Turn 1. I think they're already worrying about overheating their yeah. Michelin tyres. Here comes Altman. Little mistake by Van der Stur coming over the top of the rise. Now, Van der Stur has been fairly rock-aping that car and drifting it around earlier on. It was entertaining for us, but it starts to heat the surface of the tyres and the tread blocks start moving around. Jensen's just dropped back a little bit. I know his dad, Jason, is here. And Hugh Plum taking the high line at turn number six. There'll be more grip out there and possibly a little bit more dampness as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you would think the track's drying out, but the, the cars aren't going any faster. The fastest lap of the race was set on the very first flight. Interesting. Lap. Very. Uh, and uh, Hugh Plum, is under intense pressure there from Rory van der Sur again. And he, once again, he just drives to the inside of the racetrack all the way up the hill towards turn eight. And, um, and now he moves to the outside, and now he's going to block again to the inside. This is pretty marginal by uh, Hugh Plum here. I mean, with all his experience, I'm not quite sure what the point is in this, to be honest. Well, the point is to keep Tough the other position. guys behind him. Yeah. But, but um, you know, he's just letting a, a, handing, the, handing the, a bigger advantage to Kenny Murillo out front. But he's going to hang on to that second place as long as he possibly can. Hello to Jerry Z in Florida. Like all of us, happy we've got the full... Hour at 120 minutes, rather, two hours. Oh, problem for a Hyundai. Hyundai moving slowly, coming out of the toe of the boot. Now, was that just a temporary problem? It's the Left number front. 33 car that has had the issue. Now, did it drop? Oh, no, it's got a puncture. Yeah, left front. Left front, as Jeremy rightly says, or leftly says, perhaps. Uh, and that is going to be a long half lap back to the pit lane for the Robert Wickens and Harry Gottsacker car. Too early to do the driver change now as well. So they will have to change their tactics. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. They have plenty of time to get ready for him, Shea. Yeah, they do, and they are now discussing, do we put those dry tires on? There are several teams with Michelin Good dry goal. tires up on the wall. Now, yes. this is a team that very much is in the championship hunt, second in points for uh, Robbie Wickens, winner of this race last year, keep in mind. So this could be the race winning call right here. Yeah, we'll be looking for our BDO Nose Strategy award from the three of us to the teams who pulled something out of the bag so this could be this could be uh, one of those let's turn uh, a disaster into a virtue and the car is getting tires i've got the binoculars on and they are oh just turn that one round a little bit more 
I think they're, they're brand new sticker dries. I'll get a look at the right front as it goes on. Sure, you might get a better look as it comes by. But I think they're putting slick tyres on the 33. It's a bold manoeuvre, but they've sort of been backed into it, Jeremy. Yeah, they're, they're dry weather tyres. They're slick, share as it's coming towards you. You might be able to get a quick look at it. No tread on those tyres. All right, we got a car to watch. We got a rabbit to chase. Yeah, that's absolutely right. They've been pushed into it, Jeremy, in some respects, but fortune could well favour the brave. We've seen this happen before. That was a quick decision made. Ran about a third of a lap before Harry Gottsacker came in and they would have been talking to the driver all the way in. Slick tyres now, a bit of a gamble, but it could pay off, couldn't it? It's drying up very quickly. It could, and front-wheel drive cars, I mean, you know, he's going to be, uh, he's going to build some heat into those front tyres pretty quickly. There's tracks dry enough, I think, for most of the circuit to make that work. It's certainly going to be pretty tricky, but uh, we'll certainly have to watch those lap times of uh, Harry Gottsacker in that car number 33. And from the sharp end of the field, right at the front of the field, we've got uh, Rory Vandister having just set the fastest lap. And Jeff Mosey has just come into the pit lane. Now, I don't see that there's a problem with that car. So I'm guessing that oh, yeah. they're going for slick tyres. Yeah, definitely. So... I can't see them working on anything else, Jeremy. They're putting some fuel in. Of course they are. That'll stretch their pit window. But that's a brand new set of Michelin sticker rubber going on to the bright orange, almost a chrome orange, number 56. So here we go. This is a little bit of a longer stop than perhaps they might have wanted. The car is dropped down. The right front is tightened with the five lug nuts and out goes the number 56 and it's been a good weekend already for for jeff mosing he won the pro-am class in the porsche carrera cup yesterday his first win in the uh, in that series uh, and he was thrilled with himself as he should be i saw him this morning well done jeff he said yeah thanks very much he really appreciated that uh, he, he drove a really he, really good race yesterday i think he won both uh, he won today as he well. went today as well yeah good yeah. for him wow at the head of the TCR field, the number 37 yep. uh, is running around nicely. That's Matt Pomboy, one of the new Honda Civic FL5 TCRs. The new shape, the new body shape that you'll have to get used to watching Honda's street cars uh, transformed into the TCR car. All TCRs, front wheel drive, two litres, turbocharged. Around about 330-340 horsepower, depending on the series. Have to have four or five doors. And that's pretty much it, really. Now, this is interesting. The TCR cars picking up pace. Ted Giovannis letting them go by here. As they are they've warmed up their front tires. Now they'll be wearing their uh, wet weather tires, but in some ways. That's not the worst thing for the TCRs. So long as they've still got grip at the back, you can turn the cars through. Battle for position. BGB, number 83, bright green. Uh, with Ted Giovannis at the back of the GS field. Yep, running in uh, 17th and 18th Wood. in the class. 20th position overall thereabouts. Uh, a new fastest lap last time around, or uh, well, this time by Alfredo Nadri, actually, in 12th position in car number 14. 
Uh, he is just the first guy into the 209s, the two first sub at two minute 10 lap. Share Adam in the pits. Well, second in the championship came down for some wet weather tires, albeit not by their own decision. Now the championship leaders have done the same, but this time in TCR, it is because they are electing to. So the wet weather tires are coming off of the 98. That is Mason Felipe, who shares the car with Harry, uh, with um, Mark Wilkins. Sorry, my brain just went dead there for a second. They have an advantage in the championship, but it's narrow enough that if their sister car were to beat them and they were to finish low enough down, the lead would change. So now they are nearly complete sticker tires. These are not scrubbed in. Scrubbed in would really benefit in conditions like these, but the 98 doing no driver change, and they did add a little bit of fuel. It is a long stop, though. Now they're working on the right rear. Oh, goodness. Uh, there might have been an issue with that right rear tire, actually. And now the leader is coming in as Kenny Murillo has dived down the pit lane. So we saw the team car go out there. Clearly, Jeff Mosing said, guys, it's good enough for slicks. Let's go. And out goes Harry. That's exactly right. And uh, when Harry Gottsacker was out on a road track, he would have told the crew from Brian Hurd or Autosport, yeah, the track's good. He's just got purple in sector two, purple in sector three. That's overall, by the way. Uh, so uh, he is absolutely flying there. He would have made that call back, bringing the 98 car as soon as he possibly can. And uh, as always, Marilla Racing paying close attention, bring that car into the pits for a scheduled tyre change. It's still very slippery on the pit apron, which is concrete. It doesn't dry at the same rate as the racetrack. And even the training shoes and the boots of the crews are finding it hard to get a bit of grip uh, on some of the wetter patches there. Fuel going into the 72 car. This is the car that was leading. Kenny Marillo from Marillo Racing saw Hugh Plum, who, by the way, had fought the good fight and pulled out a second on the other Aston Martin Vantage. Surely cannot stay out there for very much longer. Turner Motorsport in as well with the number 95 BMW. Fastest lap of the race, 208.83. Crossover. Uh, 0.3 for Harry Gottsacker in a TCR, kind of 33. It's going to be eclipsed this time around by uh, Jeff Morsing. Uh, he was the first of the GS runners to come into the pits, and he's just done a 204.890. That's four seconds quicker than Hugh Plum at the front of the field. The crossover is right now, Jeremy. It's right now. It was a lap ago, in actual fact, or two laps ago, probably. Uh, here it comes the number 61 car on the pit lane now, and uh, I'm surprised that uh, Team TGM hasn't come onto the, to, to the pit lane because... Uh, yeah, Joe Vardy is one of the best uh, strategists out there. and He would have realised, I'm surprised he, he didn't. Maybe maybe Hugh Plum said, look, I've got enough experience. I know when to come in to make the call myself. He's got uh, well over 160 starts in this series, has Hugh Plum. This is his 164. Oh, Jeremy, yep. just a moment or two uh -oh. ago, slight miscalculation oh, by the 72 no. car going out. It's clipped one of the well, RFID. No, I... I or has it? Has it just? Was it just the, the little cone there, rather than the, the RFID itself? Will that well, be a penalty? Yeah. Adam is all over that. Van der Stur Racing, VDSR come in with the mostly white Aston Martin. They've still got some of their branding on after the car was driven over last weekend. Mechanics going to work yeah. down there. Uh, and the reason that uh, that Hugh Plum has not pitted is he's going to try and get, I think, perhaps to the 40-minute mark in yeah. this race. Where are we? Uh, now we're, we're 26 minutes. He's got to out another 14 minutes. He's going to lose a fair amount of time. The question is, how much time is he going to lose by staying out and not making a pit stop? Because these pit stops are taking quite a long time. It's, what, a minute or 
or more. How long is the pit stop? It is. Let's head down to Cher Adam, who's with Van der Stur Racing. Cher. They, along with Turner Motorsport and the number 95, have put scrubbed Michelin tires onto their cars. That will give them slightly more traction on this outlap. And I did check with our pit lane official. If a RFID reader was struck, that would be a drive-through penalty. Now they need to go back and see, was it a hit? Was it a cone? Is it bad enough to pull the leader of the race into the pit lane? Yeah, he's back out again. LA Honda World 37 from the leader TCR in and everybody scrambling. This is where the pit crews earn their money. We talk about motorsport being a team sport. It's not just the two or three or four drivers who are in a car in endurance racing. It's all of the lads and lasses down the pit lane who have to do their work. The problem with this, Jeremy, for everybody is normally the... Uh, normally the tyre changers have bags of time to do their work because you're waiting for the fuel. The fuel is the determining factor. The fuel's done in all of these cars, so they're having to really step up their game here. Yeah, it's really interesting. And decisions by the team will, will depend also on how quickly are each of the drivers relative to one another in these sort of conditions. Out of the box for the number 37 Honda so still to pit ah, and just as I was about to say that it is the TGM is in and that is Hugh Plump the number 46 car comes in from the lead of the race so who is the next car back is Alfredo Nadri who started at the back and he's not pitted yet and he's just three seconds behind and he's got two minutes yeah. They can't have two and minutes. Well, that look, can't be right. His last lap, his last lap was a two oh six, which is uh, still quicker than most of the other cars. There's not many uh, GS cars that are going quicker Ooh. than that, even the ones that have stopped. Uh oh. And turn seven exit. Oh, no. That's a coming together. The number nineteen Vanister racing car that will absolutely ruin their tactics. It was just a, about five or six seconds, and that was with uh, one of the uh, one of the Marillo racing cars. Shay, you've got the. Uh, the 46 car from TGM in and out? I had it, yeah. They put stickers on the car for Hugh Plum. So let's see what kind of pace we get from him now. Let's see who's gone through as well. Kenny Marillo just coming across the line, has just done the fastest lap of the race. Najri uh, still out there, has not stopped. Who else has not stopped? Anton Diaz Pereira has not stopped the Lone Star Racing Mercedes Benz, but he's 50 seconds back. Problem for the Alfa Romeo, moving slowly. This is the number five car, Roy Block. KMW Motorsports with TMR, and it's a left front puncture for the Alfa Romeo Aero. He'll get into the pit lane. Now, I don't think he'd stopped. So this will be his first pit stop. It will hurt, but it's not disastrous, Jeremy. No, and it's about 10 minutes before he would like to come in because uh, it, we're half an hour into this race almost. Minimum drive time now, as Trey Allen was telling us, uh, is uh, 40 minutes. That, that hasn't changed because it's a two-hour race. But uh, 40 minutes is the minimum drive time. So it's 10 minutes short of that. They would have liked, I think, to keep Roy Block out there as long as they could and meet that 40 minutes. And that's what several other teams are doing, including Vin Barletta. Oh, he, uh, he just made a stop, hasn't he? Number 96 car. Uh, number 27, Anton Diaz Pereira. He's stayed out there. 
He would like to do another 10 minutes before handing over that number 27 Lone Star Mercedes, running in the fifth place at the moment to, uh, to hand over to Scott Andrews. Will Tally has stayed out for the Honda Civic number 73. He's in ninth overall. Victor Gonzalez uh, is just pitting in the VGRT uh, in the number 99 car. Share Adam. Those were scrap tires that they put on the car for Victor Gonzalez of VGRT. And I also see tires up on the wall for Dr. Will Talley. Those are also scrubbed Michelins. Slicks in both cases from that beautiful evening. Got the lo- lovely part of the day now. Yeah. Fantastic. This is absolutely extraordinary what we've seen uh, today. Now, let's start to settle down. Oh, Bryce Ward gets a tap from the number 47 Nola Sport car. Full course yellow coming. Right across the front of a number of other cars, Jensen Altman gets through the carnage, as does the 73 Honda that is due into the pit lane. The pits will be closed. Bryce Ward's race is over. The car has suspension damage and he can't drive it anyway on the wet grass. Oh, that was untidy. That was very, very untidy. Debris on the run from turn 9 to turn 10 the 95 Turner Motorsport car involved as well that's the BMW with Robert McGuinness on board I'm going to say straight away I don't think there was any issue with Robert there got uh, some of our marshals working very all of our marshals working very very hard some with their 24 hours of Le Mans uh, overalls on so that I'm not sure that's what happened. So unlucky. That was interlocking of wheels. Three cars wide coming out of turn number nine. Now, did anybody move? I don't think they did. No, I just think I it's th- one of those things. I, I think the number 57 car just snapped sideways. He got the right right side wheels on, on that curb. curb coming out of the corner. I think it just snapped a little bit. And unfortunately, the number 47 car was right there. Adam Adelson was right alongside him. Uh, no way to avoid that contact for Adam. I think it was just really unfortunate. Bryce just just that that curb is going to be really really slippery there the car slid sideways and uh, even though it didn't move much to the left Adelson was so close there was no way to avoid that contact winner last week in the fence this week with still just under 90 minutes to go in the race Adam Adelson out of the Nola Sport number four car damaged to the right front of the Turner Liquid Molly car the 95 machine Robert McGuinness He'd be thinking, I really hope I didn't do anything there. He's under probation at the moment. Yeah, no, he was he, he was, was fine. Innocent, innocent victim there yeah. for sure. Uh, Bryce Ward is fine. He's just making sure the car's turned off. Already been attended to by our safety crews who've had their work cut out in the last couple of days and has a rueful look at the left front of his car, the suspension damage at the back as well. Adam Adelson also out of his car. Yeah, that was a heavy impact. That was... Uh, nose front in, end. wasn't nose it? Nose in, yeah. yeah. It's where all the crash structures are and the arm court, the safety barrier has done its job as well. That's going to take a bit of clean-up. Now, pits are closed. Now, interestingly, we also had a penalty for that incident at turn... Number seven with the Marillo Racing number 56 of Jeff Morsing. Remember, he was the first to come in for tyres in GS and went to slicks early. 
and he was desperate to get past Rory van der Stur, of van der Stur Racing, who was just coming out on slicks and just tapped him coming out of turn seven. Incident responsibility. There is a drive-through pending for Jeff Morsing, third place at the moment. Let's give you the rundown. Toyota Supra leads Alfredo Najri, the number 14 car from virtually the back of the grid in GS. Kenny Murillo for Murillo Racing, 72 is second. 56, Murillo Racing Mercedes in third, Jeff Morsing. Hugh Plum, Team TGM, now back right back in it as we close up the field at the front of the field. Anton Diaz Pereira, Lone Star Racing Mercedes, not yet stopped. This is manna from heaven for these guys who haven't stopped. Rory Vandister, Vandister Racing in the number sixth, in the sixth place in the 19 car. Tom Collingwood, BGP Motorsport, the bright green. Uh, Porsche hasn't stopped. Then it's the Mia, Motorsport in action. Artura GT4, Jesse Lazard, eighth in the 69 car. RS1, Eric Fregaras in the 28 Porsche. In ninth of the top ten, made up by Robert McGuinness. Jensen Altsman, who was running in fourth position, they didn't get their pit strategy for changing the tyres right at McCombie. McAleer Racing, did they? And they're down in 11th. 12th is Sean McAllister. Best of the TCRs, Will Talley, has not stopped yet. Yeah, last to first. Last to first, and how long has he got to go before he's got his 40 minutes in? Yeah. That's the thing we've got to look at now. Yeah. He's only four minutes away. Yeah, by the time the pits are open, he'll be able to make, make a stop. All the cars who haven't stopped, Jeremy, are still on wet, so we're losing time. You can't lose time behind the safety car. Oh, I, I yeah, tell you what. It was, it was number 57 car that moved, I think. It just well, he definitely didn't on get him. on the kerb, so no. it must have been the white line. Yeah. If that's, if that's the case, there's no runoff there for Adam Adelson. That was a big hit yeah. on the front end right over the tunnel there isn't it now here's a couple of things anyone who hasn't stopped can come in immediately we get to 40 minutes having been completed which is in 3 minutes and 42 41 40 seconds however let's not forget Jeremy and Shea's just reminded me of this in my ears thank you Shea that anybody who's already stopped has to remind, remind themselves that that pit stop that they've had does not count towards their drive time. So they're going to have to stay out probably for an extra lap. I don't know. I, 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 the more I look at that, the less I know, yeah, to be honest, Jeremy, about that accident. And, and now I'm, I called it as, as Adelson turning him around when I first saw it. That's what it looked like to me, that the Porsche was drifting out towards the Mercedes. And, and I'm, that's what I thought. It's, it's marginal either yeah. way. It is marginal. I don't... I think I you're right. I think, they, I think they touched wheels. Correct. Uh, and with the camber on those wheels, I don't think that, either of them... Neither of them moved very far, that's no, for sure. absolutely. Absolutely. I think it was just really, really, I think you're right, I think it was just really, really unfortunate. I don't think, after looking at that again, I, I'm not going to pin any blame on either of those two drivers. Poor Robert McGuinness, you've got to feel sorry for him because he was just uh, lining up both of them to pass them both and he got collected in that. However, he's not lost a position. And uh, Yes, it was Robert McGuinness, yeah. yeah. Or, or was it Barletta? Which one no, was no, it was, it was McGuinness, yeah, yeah. Um, in the 95 car. Uh, uh, that's the car with a white bonnet, mostly yeah. white bonnet. So we're, we're starting the pass around now. 
Uh, and yeah, there's several TCR cars that are trapped in between Correct. the safety car uh, and uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, class leader, which is as you said, Dr. Will Talley. Uh, I think yeah, all of the TCR cars are going to be on the lead lap. So the only cars that are not going to get the wave around here are the Archangel Motorsports. Aston Martin GS cars, number 88, 71, Frank Depew, after that spin earlier on, uh, Drew Neubauer, uh, they are all going to be a, a lap down to everybody else in GS. Did uh, Frank lose a lap, did he? Yeah, with ah. that spin, yeah. Right. I think he was lapped, actually. Yeah, I think so. He so been in the pits. He's not yet stopped, no, but he'll get, he'll get the pit stop now because he's waiting for his drive time, and it's one minute and 12, 11, 10 seconds to yeah, go. So next time around, yeah. he'll, he'll be good for that. If the pit's open, uh, the pit's and I open. think they probably will. So anybody who hasn't stopped and is, who's in a good position, I, I reckon everybody comes. I, I think everybody comes to the pits here, and we end up with everybody back on the same, the same strategy, unless... Somebody rolls the dice. And again, we're going to have to look at this. Everybody's got to do one more stop, Jeremy, in GS. So do you decide... If you've already stopped, you've got to do one more stop. If you haven't stopped, you've got to do probably two stops. So what do you do? I mean, if you haven't stopped and you're still on uh, wets, that's an absolute no-brainer. You're going to come in, and Alfredo Najri, he's from last to first pretty much in GS, and Will Talley, last to first in TCR, they'll take advantage of it. Still waiting to see if the pits are open, keeping an eye on the pits' lights. By the way, we should mention that Toyota then have led laps then now. So that is another one of the manufacturers who've led laps in Michelin Pilot Challenge. Shea, I don't know if you can see the pit lights. Have the pit lights gone off yet? Negative. They are still illuminated and flashing. Right. Well, we're already past the 40 minutes. So next time around, everybody will be able to come in should they want to, even those who've stopped. And I'm very interested to see who takes the opportunity. Clearly, as I said, everyone who's not stopped yet has still got the wet tyres on. This is manna from heaven from them. Beautiful skies now with the sun illuminating the Thunderheads back behind the Turn 1 grandstand, which is behind our global broadcast centre we can't see that everyone in good spirits here at Watkins Glen and it's been a fabulous week so far and we've still got the sail and six hours of the Glen to come tomorrow warm up in the morning then full live coverage of that plus the whole race flag to flag no interruptions if you are outside the USA you can get our international feed free inside the USA it is the USA network with uh, a slightly expanded team because it's six hours. So there's only... Must get myself a telegeek because, you know, easy. Absolutely easy. 
<laughs> There's only six cars that had not pitted. Yeah. Uh, the race leader, Alfredo Nadri. The fifth place car, Anton Diaz Pereira for Lone Star Racing, number 27, Mercedes. The seventh place car, which is Tom Collingwood, the BGB Porsche, number 83. And then there's five cars that had pitted. And then Dr. Will Talley, who's leading TCR in column 73. And then the other uh, GS car that uh, hadn't pitted is Ted Giovannis. So well done to him for uh, braving that out. Uh, the only, the, so that's five. The, only, the sixth one is Frank Depew, but unfortunately he's a lap down. He'll probably stay out now when everybody else comes into the pit lane. Yeah. And conceivably could get that lap back before he will then hand over the car to uh, Robin Liddell. So uh, it'll be 16 laps completed. Now it'll be the 17th lap on which we think the pits will be opened and uh, pit stop sequence will begin. First time around, it'll just be the GS cars that come in. And I would expect... Uh, I think everybody will be... I think everybody will be in now. Yes. Yeah, there's, for some of them, there's potential to stay up. I think everyone will come in now. And you know, th those that have been in already, of course, they will need less fuel Correct. than the cars that have already, have not yet made a pit stop. Yeah, and they don't need to change tyres necessarily either. They've just put a set of slicks on a few minutes right. ago. So they might just change drivers yeah. and do the fuel. Yeah, for sure. If you can change your driver in what you think it'll be the, the fuel stop time, you'll do that. You won't bother changing another four set of tyres, no. I wouldn't have thought. No. You've not put enough wear into them. Correct. You've only done... Here comes yeah, the leader. Pits are open for GS. Shea Adams, stand by for action. You've got a Toyota leading the motor race, coming into the pit lane. Uh, we'll tell you after Shea who didn't come in but the top three are in the top four are in the top six are in seven oh jesse lazare stays out in the uh, mclaren the mia mclaren and and also eric filgera shit adam who've you got into his pit box is Anton Diaz Pereira for the number 27 Lone Star Racing Mercedes. This is a driver change over to Scott Andrews. And this is interesting because they have gone for brand new Michelin slicks. This is their first pit stop of the race. The wet weather tires that started the race being pulled off the car. And they look very well worn, waiting on the fueling and still working on the left side tires as well as the driver change. Now Scott Andrews pulls the right shoulder belt down and straps that on. It is a driver change assistant who is helping Scott as Anton has already clambered back over the wall, waiting on the right rear tire to go on. We've got the left front tire that has just come off. The right front tire is there too. And now all the tires are going back on as the refueling is done. They have brim-filled this car. I'm wondering if they're hoping for a bit more yellow and to go to the end. Now the car drops off the air jacks and Scott Andrews is told to go. He gets out ahead of the Toyota. Let's see if they meld properly. That will be the Toyota just ahead of the 27 Mercedes. So wow. This number 64 car didn't piss at Correct. Anything. Correct. I can't imagine why not. Uh, uh, he was on the lead lap, Ted yeah. Giovannis. Yeah. I can understand why perhaps the... Camaro wouldn't pit. Oh, yeah, no, that definitely would. That stayed out. The, the three cars that were lapped down, number 88, 71, and 79, they all stayed out. So they are now back on the lead lap. So before we go back to the green, they are going to be in between the safety car and the, uh, the, the race leader. So they will then get the wave around. 
and uh, before we go green they might have an opportunity to pit they'll be quite a long way back behind, behind the rest of the field but they will be back on the lead lap they can't think they can do it on just one stop from here and put uh, Owen in to go to the end with an hour and 15 still to go I mean well, even be then you'd have made this. I don't, uh, he must have just missed the call to come in I can't imagine any other scenario why he wouldn't have pitted uh, two more laps before he can come in now because he could only come in at the end. I mean, some of the other guys, Jesse Lazare, Eric Filgaris, uh, you know, Jesse is, is, is quick. He likes these sort of, you know, drying conditions. And, um, you know, they don't... Well, they did stop the first time yeah, around. So they've, got, so that's, plenty they've got plenty of fuel. They've yeah. got relatively new tyres, which yeah. they, where they know. By the way, the incident uh, involving the Nola Sport uh, Porsche and yeah. the 57 Mercedes with Bryce... Uh, uh, Ward in it, no action, incidental contact. Uh, I could absolutely yeah. uh, understand why that call's been made. Uh, both the drivers looked as shocked at each, as each other, actually, when they got out. I'm, I'm just wondering, Joe Vardy seldom makes a bad call uh, for TGM. I'm just wondering whether he thinks that they can burn enough time now to make the stop in two laps time which they will do so it'll be TCR's next time and then open for everybody make the stop brim fill it put Owen and a new set of tyres on and can Owen go to the end from there because there are going to be people who have to stop everyone else will have to stop an hour and maybe six minutes to go an hour and seven minutes to go can you go an hour and seven minutes it's a thought Jeremy if there's caution but if there's that much caution I would imagine that uh, most of the I mean yeah maybe TCR pit stops are happening now and the two that are furthest toward the pit out well one of them decides to come in that's Dr. Will Talley while the 37 the bull sitting car stays out on the racetrack so the blue Honda from LA Honda World is in fuel tires and driver changes that's Mike Lamara taking over to the end for the number 98 Hyundai fuel only and they leave uh, Harry behind the wheel Mason excuse me I don't know why I keep doing that now the number one is also in that was fuel tires driver change Taylor Hagler is out and now it is Michael Lewis to the end of the race meanwhile the number 15 Rockwell Autosport Development Audi is in Denis Dumont has taken over and he's gotten some new rubber to play with Shay can I ask you a question yep. T- TGM can they service both cars at once do they have enough crew to do no, it? Let do. me go check uh, because point, they have two pit boxes and both cars may physically sit in their pit boxes at the same time. But let me go see as far as personnel is concerned. Um, another thing that you'll be very thrilled about, John, there's a Robin Liddell up on the wall and sticker ah. Michelin slick tires for him. They're going to try They're going to try and get their lap back, aren't they? Uh-huh. Um, I have to say uh, thank you to Right Turn Lover for at IMSA Radio saying do they only have crew for one that is brilliant uh, and Wicker Bill uh, just mentioned it a moment or two ago but you might be on catch up a little bit uh, the Marilla Mercedes uh, uh, in the pits uh, clipping the Aston we haven't had any word on that uh, or the clipping of the uh, pit exit that hasn't uh, yet come up as that being a uh, hitting pit equipment dot 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 dot. So yeah, so maybe it was just a bollard there that sort of they, they did have somebody the from Michelin out there to put it back straight. Well, yeah, the, the bollard. I, it, I, I think there's a bollard either side of the RFI reader. At least I'm hoping there is for, for his 
for his sake. Uh, and if there is, he might, he might have got away with it. But uh, so the McLaren Artura then of Jesse Lazaro will lead this race uh, when we go back to green, but that's not going to be for a little while yet. Maybe another lap or so, anyhow. Congratulations to RTL, right turn lover. Uh, there is one crew for Team TGM. They're up on the wall and they are getting ready to service the 64 machine. There are scuffed tires and Owen Trinkler ready to deploy. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's tough. a shame for them yeah. because, uh, because uh, yeah, otherwise he, he would have had an opportunity to, to challenge, challenge for a good position. Now he's going to be awfully different. He's going to be at the back and uh, it's going to be tough. Well, well, this they'll split the GS cars right back to to the front, though, won't they? So he'll get he'll be at least on the back of the T of the GS field. He won't have to fight through the TCRs. Correct. The other thing I'm thinking is, is do you tell? I should ask Shea actually what footwear Owen Trinkler on if it's pink fluffy bunny slippers that he's borrowed from. Um, Richard Westbrook will know if he's going to be on the fuel save. Here they come down the pit lane. The final two cars that's yet to stop. Actually, Turner Motorsport, Cameron Lawrence as well, coming into the pit lane yeah. as along with Ted Giovannis. Yeah, for a splash of fuel there. 95 car also. Tires, well, and I think they're having a look, actually, they're having a look at yeah. that right front guard that was... Uh, caught up in that the accident that brought out the uh, red flag it was uh, quite a substantial heave from the uh, mercedes-benz into the bmw actually just ran into the back of it he had nowhere to go it was robert mcginnis who was driving at the time he's now out the car so they're taking the opportunity yes to put a bit more fuel in but i think they just needed to heave the right front guard off the tire a little bit We'll also be looking at the steering arm there as well. It was a big enough shunt there to knock the headlight out of True and out of its fixings, and the headlight is not actually on now on that number 95 BMW from Turner Motorsport on the right-hand side. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, are you entertained? Not been bad so far. Worth the wait? I think so. I absolutely think so. So, big break for the 71 Camaro. They get back on the lead lap. They get Robin Liddell and a new set of tyres into the pit lane now for Todd Coleman for Archangel Motorsport. This is his second time down the pit lane. So, he is going to presumably just get a top off. Don't uh, no, drive a change. They've been waiting to do the driver change. Yeah. Okay. And the last little bit of fuel getting into the car. So Todd Colbert out there, Shea Adam. Billy Johnson jumps into that car, and they have already done the fuel. So this will be a driver change dependent stop length in terms. Uh, but we have behind them the Camaro from Rebel Rock Racing. And indeed, Robin Liddell jumps over the wall. They've got sticker Michelin tires to go on for Robin. And are they doing any fuel? Yes, they are. The fuel nozzle is plugged into the back of the car. I just couldn't see it from my current angle. I was a little bit uh, skeptical there. There goes Billy Johnson out onto the racetrack in the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin. It's been very quick so far this weekend. Frank Depew gets out of the car, walks around over to the pit wall, looks at his crew doing a great job, and even gives them a thumbs up. you got to love that. 
Robin Littell going out with about a minute and six, a minute, sorry, an hour and six, an hour and five to go there, Shea. Um, we've seen Robin Liddell be fast but frugal down through the years. I remember particularly a race at Sebring where we're all racing, waiting for him to come into the pits, as were all his competitors. They can't. Oh, pit closed, light is on. Oh, this is a disaster. We're going back to green. Who's been caught in the pitch here, Adam, as we go back to green? Just Robin Liddell. No way. They were literally 15 seconds away from getting back onto the end of the lead lap. And now they drop back down a full lap as we go back to green with an hour and five to go. And motorsport in action. Jesse Lazar did not stop that time around. The top four have only been through the pit lane one, once. And Jensen Altman, who was in fourth before, and we thought they'd got it wrong. Well, they again, they're trying to change their fortune. All of these cars, motorsport in action, RS1 Porsche, McCubbie McAleer Racing Ford, Car Barmouth Perrigan Porsche, they're trying to change their fortune. Fantastic stuff at the front of the field. Side by side, turn to motorsport. Down the inside, Robbie Foley and Marillo Racing's Eric Foss. And right in there, Matt Plum from Team TGM as well. He's having a look down the inside of the carbon Porsche. And there's an accident. He's pushed off and car. he's into the wall. That's the carbon oh. car. And it's picked up the court-off machine, the 27 as well. Lone uh, the Lone Star Racing, excuse me, the 27 machine. And that was a tap by Matt Plum. Scott Andrews with a broken front suspension. That'll be another... That will be another full course yellow. Meantime, the 33 has got a drive-through. Robert Wiggins working outside the pit box. So that will bring them back through when they can. Now, this is this is disastrous for the Lone Star team. Yeah, they were looking in really good shape there because that car has been fast, fast all weekend, yeah. all season long. Yeah. He was on the lead lap and see. What I'm pretty happened. sure it's it's Plum coming down the inside. He just catches the rear of the Carbon Porsche. Yeah. There was room for two cars there. We've seen it before. That's going to be a tough one again for the race control replay to see what they make out of that. And the RV Motorsport machine just getting around the outside. Didn't see what happened to the Lone Star car. Must have just caught the carbon machine as it came back. Or did they understeer off trying to go around the back of it? That could be the other thing, of course. Mm. Now, this doesn't help Robin Liddell because I presume this will be a quick yellow. So you won't get the wave by or anybody coming in. So Robin Liddell is still one lap off the lead in the Chevy Camaro. So we won't go through the full pit As opening is Billy again. Johnson. Uh, yeah. He didn't get the lap back either, which is... Uh, that, so they must have all been caught with that red well, light at the end of the pit lane. Yeah. Only yeah. Robin caught, I'm hearing from Shea. So Billy Johnson, they're just a very long way back, Jeremy. A very long way back and have not yet come across the line, I don't think. Certainly the 88 of Billy... Yeah, Billy Johnson's only in uh, coming through turn nine, uh, whereas we've got the leaders coming into turn five. But under full course yellow, he can catch that up, of course. 
Yeah, that, they, they go, the uh, Archangel Aston just went through. So, yeah, he is back on the lead lap. Correct. And uh, so uh, good job by Archangel Motorsport there. Uh, they came in to the pits. They were just ahead of the uh, number 71 Camaro as they came into the pits. And uh, they got service just quickly what? enough to get out there. What happened to the, the Stim Cameron Racing uh, BMW, the 43? I think that has uh, dropped off the... Well, is right at the back of the queue, if it hasn't. And Stephen Verge, uh, uh, That had been a lap down also and okay. didn't, didn't quite get the lap back. They came in a lap before uh, uh, the number 88 and 71 car, but I think it must have been a slightly longer stop, so they weren't able to uh, get back on the lead lap. So now, if you're Robin Liddell, here's me just playing. You're, you're, right. a, you're a lap off the lead, so you're at the back. So as soon as you know, ah, the pits might not open. If the pits no, don't the pits open, open. Right, so the pits won't open. I was going to say, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys top off, but the pits won't open, so they won't have the opportunity to do that. So second full course yellow, safety car deployed. One hour on the nose. IMSA Radio and IMSA TV live and free. Yeah, and now we are getting into the realm of uh, being able to make it to the end. Yeah, either making your pits up as we go back to green in anticipation of being in another full course caution. That might be a crafty move by uh, somebody, particularly towards the uh, the tail end of the field. field. But of course, there's lots of Lots more yellows. Maybe some of these these front contenders get to the get to the end, which would be bad news for people like Eric Filgaris and Jesse Lazar, who haven't yet changed drivers. Nor Jensen Altman. Correct. Chip. But we are now within a window where we need to be aware that both drivers have to get minimum drive time of 40 minutes. So we've got what 19 minutes to play with, as far as that's concerned. And I am seeing second drivers up on the wall for some teams. For example, uh, Chad McCombie and Stephen McLear are waving to each other on opposite ends of pit wall, wearing nearly identical helmets because they're about to get into the MMR. Mustang and the RS1 Porsche, respectively. But you guys just mentioned it. Jesse Lazare is still driving that Mia McLaren. There is no sign of Alex Filsinger getting ready to take over. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you, Cher. Yeah, they've got a little while yet, though. It's, it's two, the race is still two hours, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've, got, they've still got another 20 minutes before they need to be concerned about that. Don't forget, the pits do close, however, when uh, when we get yellows, and that could fall in yeah, well, conveniently. If there's another yellow after this one, uh, it, oh. the, the pit stops, the pits will open. So what's happened to... Yeah, was that involved in that incident as well? Yes, that's correct. Number 43. I did guy. not notice that. That's Gregory Leifu. That's the same yeah. camera racing car. I, he, I said he was w running 12th. What happened to it? It right dropped behind. down. It's actually stopped. Yeah, I think he might have been involved in that incident, perhaps, because he was running behind the number. Uh, 
a 27 car before that uh, incident occurred. Number 46. And in between them was number 14 uh, Toyota, which Thiago uh, Camilo managed to escape that little incident there. Uh, and is running in eighth position. That's the RV Motorsports Toyota. Lo only Toyota in the field. Really good first sit there for Alfredo Nadri, as we've become accustomed to from the, uh, from the man from the Dominican Republic. Uh, he stayed, elected to stay out there, which had, which had worked out really well. Yeah. Because his first thought didn't belong. Here's another replay of that incident there. Wow, just 27 car just took, got the taken RV out The RV Motorsport there. car was really close yeah. to getting taken out as well. The number 14. Yeah. That's the uh, Toyota Supra. Hello to Kuiper Hoffman. He says, what a thrilling set of races at Watkins Glen already this weekend. Two action-packed MX-5 Cup races under the belt, GS and TCR, just adding uh, to the excitement. Wicker Bill, could this be, could this help the front three cars stretching out the fuel? Interesting to see if their strategy works. BDO award potential. No strategy award. Yeah, very good. Very good. So the Cameron Racing BMW, to me, looks to have right front suspension damage yeah. on that car. So she might be a worth, worth a, a wander down to the 43. I think he was probably caught involved up in somewhere. Wreck. Yeah. yeah. I say he was running right behind the, the. We were on board with the. Was it on board with the Toyota? Or we saw the Toyota, uh, yeah. and uh, he was he was right in the thick of that. Yeah, it was. Turn six into turn seven uh, with the 27 Lone Star racing car. So yeah, you're spot on. Um, does that mean then that the Porsche, the uh, Carbon car, actually got away with that? Although it was bounced in the wall and caused carnage behi behind it, the 39 car is still running. Sean right. McAllister. Says you're right in the 14th place. Interesting. So that one bounced out of the wall, and everybody else had the incidents going, uh, yeah, trying to get what, around it. The guy to watch here from here on in is going to be at number 88 car, Billy Johnson. He's got the wave around now. You've got the pass. You've got go back on the lead lap. Great uh, stop by Archangel Motorsports to get him out before the uh, pace car came out, before the pits were closed. Uh, and he's now had the wave around. So he's at the tail end of the cars in GS, 15th position, Billy Johnson. Well, we know how good Billy Johnson is. He's fast. She um, has just been talking to the Cameron racing team, uh, and they're as, uh, they're as nonplussed as we are, She. Yeah, they don't know what's wrong with it either. Uh, they've already packed up and left the box, but I did ask a couple team representatives, and they said they had no communications. They don't know what is broken on the car. Okay, thank you, She. Has to be in that same incident. Um, I accept that I grew up for most of my formative years with a detective inspector who didn't believe in coincidences so it's kind of been passed on to me a little bit we have no hard evidence but there's a gut feel there isn't there too many things that are circumstantial 54 minutes and 50 seconds to go looks like the, the uh, lights are out on the safety cars because even Cameron Racing BMW has brought on the flatbed back into the pit lane. It looked like the safety car lights were out there, didn't Correct. it, Correct. Yeah, here we go. Beautiful blue Corvette heading to turn eight. And Shear says definitely right front suspension issues on that Cameron BMW as it goes directly behind the wall on the flatbed. 
full dry track uh, on the racing line, probably too wide. One or two damp patches offline. A complete contrast to what we had just about a couple of hours ago. We are under the hour marker. Now the strategy plays out in GS and TCR for everybody. Who's going to drop off the back of this and come in and top straight off? If you're at the back of the field, why wouldn't you do that? Beautiful evening here. And already the Mia McLaren with the indicator on doing that. Green flag is out. So the motorsport in action, Jesse Lazarkar from second place, but having only done the one stop early on in the first yellow, gives up track position to go to the end from here. And also into the pits, the two of the leading contenders in TCR, the number 37 car, Matt Pombo. Wow. He's come in to hand over that car to uh, Ryan Eversley, and the number 99, Victor Gonzalez, will hand over the, the, that uh, Victor Gonzalez racing team, Honda, to Carl Whitmer. And it's fuel and a driver only for the Mia, the Motorsport in Action McLaren, as we've got side-by-side -side action, and the BMW goes through, Ooh. takes up a position, a huge sideways moment for the Marillo Mercedes, and that was the championship leader. That's bet he saw quite a bit of his life going through there. <laughs> As Eric Foss went through on, uh, Robbie Whoops. Foley, excuse me, went through on Eric Foss. And again, a little bit of unnecessary going on. This is going to be absolutely incredible. It's Eric Fogaros for RS1 from Jensen Altman and McCumbie McAleer Racing. They've been in since the start of the race. They've got 12 minutes to get out of the car. Penalty for the 46 TGM car in sixth position. Incident responsibility with the Carbon Porsche drive-through. Oh, right. It was marginal, but it's been given. Oh, I don't know, he hit the, clipped him in the rear corner, didn't he? I mean, coming out of the corner. Pretty clear, well, I think. Didn't give him room on the inside, is what he would say. Nah. You could go too wide through there. I suspect that's what Ooh, Hugh's going to say. Decision made. I always like to put the opposite view. That, yes, exactly. That was a uh, that was a scary moment for uh, uh, Christian Shimshak there. He got away with it, though. Here's the first two into the pit lane. Shay Adam. And we also have the 46 in to serve the drive-thru, but it is a driver change. Eric Bogaris out, Stephen Mackler in. The car that came in second in the championship. Fuel and driver change only. It's fuel, tires, and driver change for McCombie Mackler racing their number 13 Ford Mustang as Jensen Altman is out and Chad McCombie very nimbly jumps into the car waiting on the left side sticker Michelin tires. That's the sound of Stephen Mackler rumbling back out into the race. How much of a gap can he stretch over his co-team owner and his best friend now the car drops down? Well, this is NASCAR style for Chad McCombie. Left sides only. <laughs> Very good. Shit, Adam. Robbie Foley went through to take the lead for Turner Motorsport with a 157-0. That's the fastest lap of the GS race. Christian Shimchak is in second for Murillo. Eric Voss in third for Murillo. Then Thiago Camillo, the RV Motorsport Supra, has worked the strategy brilliantly. That car was right at the back, and they are now in a strong fourth position, Jeremy Shaw. Yes. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be a fascinating final 50 minutes of this race. I, I think uh, most of the other contenders are going to have to come in for a splash, 
unless there is another full course caution. But these these uh, teams making their their final pit stop early is definitely a good move. They can get to the end from here no problem at all. Uh, and the question is, if there's more caution, potentially a few of them might be able to stretch it. But it, it, uh, it's a tall order. I think we're going to see more pit stops coming up pretty soon. New fastest lap of the race, by the way, on that first lap after the restart for Robbie Foley, the race leader. He's bolted out to the lead there. Took the restart in, in fifth, well, fourth, effectively after number 69 car pulled into the pits, and he vaulted straight to the lead. With that fastest lap of the race, yeah. Eric Foss into the pits for Murillo Racing. Another fastest lap of the race for Robbie Foley. Stretches out to two seconds as in comes... Eric Voss from what was third position. So now the Toyota up to third spot. Shea Adam has got the second of the Murillo cars in the pit lane. Just waiting to see what they decide to do because they did have some used Michelins up on the wall. Should Voss have radioed them to say, hey guys, I need a little bit more something. Uh, he just drove straight through. Voss just went straight through. Was that a penalty? Did he Must have a penalty? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah, of course he did. He did. Yes, yeah. he had the penalty yeah. for the turn seven. Yeah. But, Sorry, my but, apologies. But look, look, Owen Trinkler now is in the fifth position. That's mega. Uh, uh, Spencer Papelli right behind him. And Billy Johnson is in seventh, uh, eighth, excuse me, in the number 88 Aston Martin, right behind Austin McCusker. Having been 16th the blink of an eye ago, yeah, it would right. it would seem. Forley, Simchak. Tiago Camillo, I'm really impressed that the RV Motorsports, how they've worked it, they're in the running definitely for BDO Nose strategy. Yeah, and look, uh, Denis Dupont uh, in the number 15 Rockwell Auto Development, number 15 Audi, 10th place overall and leading TCR from Michael Lewis, the two-time series champion. And that's a race to the finish right there with Tim Lewis in the uh, Alpha. Remember, they lost a tyre earlier on, but they're back in it as well in the number five Black Alpha. Then it's Chad Gilsing in the red, white, black, 89 Hart Honda at the front of the field. The RV Toyota GR Gazoo Racing Car under pressure from Cameron Lawrence with... Uh, Turner Motorsport BMW and Team TGM so BMW's first and fourth Mercedes second and third Aston Martin fifth Porsche sixth better showing from the Porsche BGB they've come up from the back as well you yeah, know yeah. that's been a good run Spencer Pumpelli now in that car to the end of the race the bright green car with the black bonnet and Robert Liddell is catching these guys hand over fist he might actually have the pace to get his lap back on pace. That would be extraordinary. New fastest lap of the race there for the second place car championship leader, Christian Shimjak. Uh, he, uh, he, well, he gained only fractionally on uh, Robbie Foley, but uh, he's about 1.8 seconds back in second position. Uh, and then uh, Tiago Camilo in the RV Motorsports Toyota, about three seconds behind him. And I think he was battling, wasn't he, with Robin Liddell, yeah. uh, who is a lap down. Uh, Robin is right on the pace of the, that top group of cars. 155.8 last time around. And he's closing in on the top four. Problem is that Robbie Foley is just easing away. And that's the car he's got to catch to get his lap back. Christian Simchat then with the Marillo 72, the one with the blue flash down the side. Trying to close in on the leader. The evening sun really playing on that chrome orange of the Marilla racing car in TCR 
Danny Dupont from Michael Lewis, from Tim Lewis, from Chad Gilsinger. They're all pretty much together as they head out of the tour of the boot and up over the brow at towards turn eight. Tim Lewis right there with yeah. the leaders. Yeah. And uh, look at the head of them. It's Rabin Abdul Vahabi in the automatic racing Aston Martin car number 09, the leader of only two bronze category cars in this race in the top 10. That's pretty impressive. Really good strategy, I think, for, well, certainly from uh, automatic racing. And Rabin is running way higher than he usually does. And ninth, he'll be having a lot of fun. Ninth position for the 09 car. Yeah, exactly. Very good indeed. Here come the charging TCRs. And Robin probably just wanting to let these go as Ramin stays out on the outside. This will be frustrating for the Rockwell Auto Development car, the bright yellow and chrome blue. And there's a challenge further back. Here comes the recovering uh, Mustang coming back through the field as well. Uh, and so that is also something to keep an eye on. I'm still watching this battle for second, check that third position as well, as Thiago Camillo in the Ave Motorsport Supra GT4 Evo through turn five, the outer loop down towards the cut through, but we're on the full course, so he goes down towards turn six, right from the middle of the road, makes a mistake, and there was almost a half a chance there for Cameron Lawrence, and he locks up the uh, left front this was the BMW that was involved unwillingly and unwittingly in the incident that brought out the first full course caution. Still doesn't have the right front headlamp working, but that's fine. But somehow battling for third position, throws the dummy to the right, goes to the left, round the outside of turn eight. Now got to be given room here. And he's and not. not. Hip and shoulder. Here comes Robin Liddell trying to get a lap back. He wants to deal with both of these cars. Yeah. And Liddell will do the over and under. And a problem for the oh, Rockwell car. No. Oh, my goodness. The leader. The leader in TCR. It's all gone horribly wrong. It's turn seven. And I. it's just coming out of turn seven. The tour of the boot. He's letting the car roll backwards down the hill. Denis Dupont for the RS3. There is a cutout not so far away from where he is. So he was up behind Raman Abdelvahari. It's just gone. Yeah. It's gone on him. So it's driveline related. He pulled out of the way. Oh, great driving. Yeah. Yeah. Denis Dupont. I, my hat is off. All of my hats are off. Pulled out of the, the racing line. I... Yeah, where he is there, he's just off the racing surface, but he's well around the corner. Uh, it's going to be awfully difficult for anybody else to make contact with that car where it is. <laughs> no, quite seriously, yeah. because it's it's coming out of the corner. Nah, there. we're going to full course yeah, yellow. Is, okay. is the left, is the right rear wheel at a Jordi angle there, Jeremy? Has something broken on the right rear? of that car that is such bad luck yeah, and it was a great and I, I, you know bad luck for them bad luck for us because we were enjoying a cracking TCR yeah. battle 46 minutes to go now ooh yeah. so who does this benefit well it benefits Billy Johnson for sure because uh, he uh, closes up he closes up Eric Fawcett brings him back into the equation 
because he's going to get the wave around past the TCRs before we go back to green. Stephen McAleer, ditto. Uh, in fact, uh, very much so. The question is now, do the leaders who have made... Can they stretch their fuel from here? Robbie Foley, Christian Shimjak, Thiago Camillo. Well, this helps them. Uh, at full exactly, it helps, helps them, for sure. Thiago Camillo is cursing his luck because I think he was on a bit of a fuel save, but now he won't have to be. He's only made the one stop against the twos and threes around them. Ditto Owen Trinkler, Spencer Pompelli. Uh, interesting. Robin Liddell didn't quite get his lap back. And will he get a wave by? No. No, he's not. No, he didn't get far enough up the field. No, no, no. He was still five seconds behind the leaders. Right. Leader. Yeah, what he was right in that battle for third, wasn't right. he? So he's he's in between um, Owen Trinkler, Cameron Lawrence and Thiago uh, Camillo. I'll see yeah. when they go by, actually. Uh, they're heading down towards the first corner now. Just let them go by without looking, rather, unfortunately. Cannot believe the bad look of that Audi. There is a bit of damage, actually, to the light cluster on the left rear of the uh, Rockwell Autosport Audi. This is is a pilot challenge race. Sorry, what am I saying? Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jeremy, for bringing me back down to earth. So, Thiago Camillo uh, just sitting... Uh, off the leader at the moment hasn't quite closed the gap and Shea Adam has news on the Rockwell Audi and it's uh, I mean it's heartbreaking to see but it was not a problem it was not a problem caused by Denny Dupont no no they were all set for the end of the race and things were looking good I I uh, lamented with Alex Rockwell, the uh, team manager, about the fact that this is becoming too frequently an occurrence, the bad luck that seems to be hovering around this team, but gearbox issue for Denis Dupont, and they can't actually speak to him because he's at that part of the track where he can't really hear anything. Ah. Yeah. Thank you, Shea. It look, I mean, it looked like a driveline issue because the car came to a stop fairly quickly. Denny was absolutely, what a sportsman fantastic piece of heads up driving got out of the way of the car that was right up his tailpipes and then immediately swapped sides of the track through turn seven when it was safe to do so so that it didn't inconvenience anybody else uh, in terms of potentially causing an accident wow yeah what a shame for them though tell you what though that uh, we had another replay of the number 14 uh, Toyota ushering off the track who was it? Was it, it was a BMW, wasn't it? it? Was number 95 car of uh, Cameron, Cameron Lawrence at turn eight. Uh, and that was an old-fashioned hip check. I mean, if he d- I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get a penalty for that. I don't think there was contact, but as you say, he left no, he left no room. Well, if there wasn't contact, yeah, there was, he, he was forced off the racetrack in any case. No question about it. He'd have been uh, called in basketball for a moving screen, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 You don't get to do that. Yeah. Didn't have his feet planted. Uh-uh. No, there was no no need for him to to, to push out there. I don't think. And, uh, and there the, is the no pass right alongside. No, because, because there's no cars that are trapped in between the safety car and the class leader. Uh, mainly that mainly relate to TCR. We can see whether the uh, GS cars are. And the first the cars one lap down. In fact, the only car one lap down. No, two cars one lap down. Uh, is uh, Robin Liddell and Stephen Vi. Uh, Vider in the number 79 pits are up for GS Ford. So, yeah, and Shea Adam, are you going to get a bit of business down there in the pit lane? 
I'm going to get some friends visiting me. Excellent. Uh, at the very least, the automatic racing Aston Martin is going to be coming in. The debate was tires or no tires. Uh, they have tires prepared, but whether or not they actually put them on the wall, that's a different story. But the interesting one, I'm all the way down with Murillo, and uh, they are ready. Oh. They've got the Scrappy-Doo yeah. pit board. That will mean Eric Voss, and they've got scrubbed Michelin tires. So maybe they're just seeing, you know, Anything can happen, especially when you've got Eric Foss as your driver. I'm curious to see if we are going to get Christian Simchik down the pit lane as well. Just a quick note on a couple of the uh, the fastest lap. Robert Liddell took it, and then Eric Foss has just got a bit, just went a bit faster before we went to uh, full course caution. 155.2 now is the mark. Uh, the leaders have come through. Um, was that a bit of a fake out, Shay? Because I don't see anybody coming down the pit lane. They're still sitting on the wall. Uh, they're just watching the cars go by right now as, uh, in effect, maybe maybe the last gasp they'll come down the pit lane. I mean, there's nothing for Foss to lose, at least as far as that's concerned. He's the last GS car, and he's mixed in with some of the TCRs. Got you. Thank you, Shay. Well, he hasn't peeled in this time around. So the pits will open for TCRs next time around. I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they believe with this extra caution now that they might... What, they, go. They're going to go for it yeah. uh, and try and... Uh, if, if there's another caution, it should be fine um, because otherwise it just plays into the hands, particularly the number 28 car uh, that uh, had, had made a stop already. But he's now down in the 18th position. There will be... That's uh, the RS1, next time uh, Stephen McAleer portion. Right, yeah. 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 Next time around, the pits will be open for TCR. Uh, and after that, if the nobody comes in, then they will have the class split. So the GS cars will move into a, into a train, which is bad news for I mean, Ab Abdul Vahabi. But great news for Eric Foss, uh, Stephen McAleer in particular, who's going to have no fuel concerns. Jeff Worsfold, Chad McCumbie, uh, Alex Filsinger also has no fuel concerns. And uh, Matt Plum as well. I get the feeling that we've not had our full excitement quotient yeah. quota sorry yet uh, with still over half an hour to go in what has become a beautiful evening absolutely gorgeous shadows just beginning to lengthen and this will be played out into the uh, a pleasant evening with the air temperature now it's 22 celsius that's 72 fahrenheit and the track temperature 26, which is 79. That's about perfect. It really is. Uh, Michelin moments of the race for the two classes need to be thought about. We'll be looking for our BDO nose strategy tomorrow in the big race. Big, some good strategy calls here already. Uh, which could throw into the Michelin moment of the race. Shea Adam, half an hour still to go. I accept things can change. What are you looking at for your Michelin moment of the race? Is it a single pass? Is it a strategy call? What do you reckon? I don't know that we've seen it yet, but, uh, I mean, we haven't seen it play out yet. Um, the final stops that we saw at that uh, moment where the pit lane opened again, we saw the Mia McLaren come in, the 13 McCombie McAleer Mustang come in, that's a lot of M's, and uh, the RS1 Porsche. I'm wondering if maybe they can make it to the end and if we go hard at the end of this one, if other people can't. Oh, they can certainly go to the end. They yeah, can, yeah. but they I'm can. wondering if no one else can. 
Well, yeah, that's that's the question. That would be my BDO moment of the race. Michelin yeah. moment of the race. A yeah. Michelin moment of the race. Sorry, yeah. BDO no strategy though. That that's could work tomorrow. too. That's to- well, yes, that is tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. It's a question of I think you know who's on full riches now. What about uh, what about TCR? Um, Tim Lewis in second at the moment no, with the you, Alpha. You know what? My TCR is going to stay with the car that just caused this yellow because uh, uh, up until this moment, Rockwell Autosport Development, they look like they were on for their first win. Yeah. So uh, a faulty gearbox, that, that's nothing they've done wrong. I'm going to give it to them. Okay. Yeah, Nick Lloydman's did a really nice first. Really did. Uh, and, um, yeah, he was, he was running in a very good position. And... Uh, Denny Dupont was, was, as you say, you know, out, out in front there, holding off the two-time defending champion, Michael Lewis, and, uh, and looking good. So that'd be a major disappointment for that uh, super hard-working little team out of uh, New Jersey. Colts Neck, New Jersey. So actually, fairly local then. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. Well. Compared to the last race, anyhow. Well, yes. Now, what's going on down the pit lane, Shay? We've got people over towards the pit wall. They were leaning out and looking at cars. Somebody in a set of red overalls there, and somebody in a set of black overalls. They did have their helmets on when they went to the outside pit wall. And they were escorted out there. Uh, They were both representatives from VGRT taking a look at their Honda as it came by close to the pit wall. The car came in shortly before the yellow came out. And Carl Whitmer, uh, they they put it up on air jacks. Carl reporting some weird sounds coming from it. They looked under it. They decided it looked okay. To me, the floor was a bit low in one place. I'm wondering if maybe he hit a curb and it knocked something loose. Remember, this car uh, had a splitter issue in the, was it first or second practice session this weekend? Uh, But they have some... Carl back out, so the car continues round and round. Thank you, Ship. She had him down in the pit lane. Just on 32 minutes to go at IMSA Radio. Yeah, so just after 11 o'clock in the UK, just after midnight. Welcome to Sunday morning if you're joining us from the future in uh, Europe. <laughs> yeah, we've got the pass around going on now, so the GS car's moving ahead uh, of the TCRs to get ready for the restart. Class split. Class split. Big one. And there'll you. be no need for a final wave by number 15 Audi by the way did make it back to the pits but not under its own steam for Denis Dupont and the number 15 leading the motor race gearbox course, couldn't script it awful stuff, safety car lights are out, right 31 minutes and 49, 48, 47 seconds, are we ready I think we are. I'm yeah. just going to loosen off and the shoulders a bit and get myself ready. Way, watch out for John Morley. Car. He's lurking there in third new position. Car. Yeah, new car. They had some uh, niggly electrical problems on, what day was it? Would that have been Thursday? Was Third, day yes, first day out. Thursday, yes. yeah. Uh, but uh, they seem to have sorted that out, Touchwood. And the cars, that we, we've seen how quick these new, uh, these new uh, Audi TCRs can be, despite the fact there's no help whatsoever from Audi these days which is bizarre uh, but uh, yeah that's going to be really interesting to see whether he can make a move here stand by for action in the evening sunshine which is blown my mind considering what we were at just over two hours ago two yeah. and a half hours ago I was sure we we're going to have some more rain after that as well Shh. even if nothing well nothing the next sound you hear yeah. dear listener is oh. me beating Jeremy to death with a <laughs> pair of binoculars <laughs> Me. Coming back to Green Flag, it'll be almost uh, spot on, half an hour, 30 minutes of racing 
If you're here at the track, lean forward, get to the edge of your seat because that's where you're going to be. Still a big crowd here, having braved the bad weather. Thank you for that. Green flag is in the air for the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Sealand's 120 at the Glen. Sound and vision across the world, live for free with IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. No subscription required. All of the action. No blocks, no brakes, no charge. Down the inside, the two bright green cars. Billy Johnson making a move now, trying to make a move on Spencer Pampelli. That is for the seven, sixth position. Now, they could trade paint and we'd never know. There'd be no evidence. They're almost exactly the same green as they head over the top and Johnson goes through. So yeah. Billy Johnson makes up a position in the Archangel Motorsports Aston Martin. But here comes the... Yeah. Smaller came and oh, right through on the inside to third position. That was a do or die maneuver by Cameron Lawrence, and he somehow pulled it off and managed to keep the car on the track. Here's Robin Liddell, yeah. still bump trying to run. get his lap, still trying to get his lap back. Yep, gives a bump and run there to, to the Toyota. He's still trying to make up positions there towards the front to get that lap back. He's still got several more cars to pass. Huge sideways slide coming off turn six there for Robin Liddell. Great move by Cameron Lawrence. What's a little bit of sideways? contact the Toyota holding the inside line to the first part, although it's a much more sideways yeah. contact, side by side contact than I thought between those two and in fact Cameron Lodge did very well to hold on to that car nothing malicious, just two cars wanting the same part of the track but I do think there's damage to the Toyota it's not, maybe just got the straight line speed now and it's Billy Johnson who's trying to get round the outside and hits the back of the Toyota, well, knocks a little bit of the bodywork loose. That was loose. already flapping. Was as it result? already flapping? Yeah. OK, it yep. must have been that side. Uh, uh, no, it was the other side. That's bizarre. Um, so that's in the wind. <laughs> that Toyota looking a bit pre-loved at the moment through the final corner, turn 11, the right-hander. Johnson trying to make forward movement. There they go across the line. Robin Liddell hoving in on the top three. Oh, Robin surely can't unlap himself from the field. That would be extraordinary. 28 minutes to go. He's still going to need a yellow to get back onto the end of the group. But what, what a run that would be in TCR. Michael Lewis has Tim Lewis right over his tailpipes. Uh, no relation, by the way. Brian Hurd at Autosport number one. Alantra, Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis just back from the Nürburgring not so very long ago. Yeah. They had a great time out there. They had a really good chat with Taylor at the Nürburgring. She was loving her time over there. And here comes the Alpha. Drafted through to the lead. Pushed to the lead by that Audi of John Morley. That is a quick car. Wow. All of a sudden, in TCR, Anita Mitsu Master MX-5 race has broken out. <laughs> Quality stuff. The Hart Honda kicking up its right rear wheel through... The outer loop at turn five. True. Chuck Wilsing is right in there, isn't he? Absolutely magnificent stuff. And the Unitronic 17 car coming back as well for Mikey Taylor, the JDC Audi. Yeah, he's going to dive down the inside oh, of the brilliant. hard Honda. And he's got it. Two cars wide through turn seven, but no, can't hasn't. get the power on in the front wheel drive car. Had to lift off. Great racing in the touring car class of... IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge for the Sealands 120 here at Watkins Glen. Down the inside again, and this time, Chad Gilsinger has to give way. Oh, he gets a little bit of a nudge.
from the number 91, Tyler Maxson, Van der Stur racing Hyundai Elantra. Everywhere you look in TCR, there's cars too wide, trading paint. Leaders come across the line. There goes Robbie Foley. Christian Simchak just half a second behind. Robin Littell right with them, and now the battle at the front of the TCR field. Billy Johnson sets the fastest lap of the race for Aston Martin and Archangel Motorsport. Yeah. This he's, is not done, Jeremy. Yeah, this he's is the guy, not done. Yeah, Billy Johnson is the guy to watch here, no, no doubt about it. Uh, in, in my mind, he's, uh, he's super quick. He's looking for his... Uh, he's had a huge amount of success in this series in the past. He's looking for his 25th win, which would break the tie he's had for a long, long time with, uh, with Matt Plum. Uh, he's got 50 podium finishes to his name. That also is a record uh, in this championship, dating all the way back to 2001. So uh, Billy Johnson is hungry here. Robin Littell, half a second quicker than the leaders last time around. Oh, but a tyre up on the second of the turn of BMWs. That's Cameron Lawrence. That came from the back, not from the front. Here's Littell, not close enough down the inside. Remember, he's not in fourth position. He's fourth in that group. The top three in his class are ahead of him. He's desperately trying to get ahead of not one, but two turn of BMWs, plus a Murillo Racing Mercedes to try and get back on the lead lap should another caution flag and the safety car reappear. The urban Great Camaro, big fan favourite for Rebel Rock Racing. It's the last season that these cars will be running in the GS category. A variety of new machinery being talked about for next year. Haven't managed to sit down with Robin, if I'm honest, and uh, find out what's going on. There was talk of them wanting to move up into GT Daytona. They could get. They want to stay with Chevy, of course. And there's a new Chevy GT3, the Corvette GT3. We know there's going to be four cars in the championship for next year in the WeatherTech Championship. That is, and the top three cars in the race all set their fastest laps. On lap 36, just completed now, 24 minutes remaining. Robbie Foley leads just from Christian Shimjak. Cameron Lawrence right there in third place. BMW, Mercedes, BMW. And Chad McCombie with a NASCAR-style two-tyre stop last time around in the 13 car. Set his fastest lap of the race as well, a 55-9. He's in 11th position. He's only eight seconds away from the lead. And they're trying to play the strategy. Jensen Altman did a really good job in the first run. He was up to genuinely in fourth and then in third. Meantime, the TCR battle comes down to the inner loop. Sorry, slight giggle there because it actually... I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary sight to see all of those TCRs coming through together. Tim Lewis leads for Alfa Romeo. Then it's Tyler Maxson, John Morley, Michael Lewis, Chad Gilzinger, Michael Taylor... Mikey Taylor, I think Robert Wiggins is getting on the back of there. Yes, he is. Yeah. Round the outside for the Look number. Look at the it is, <laughs> it's, 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 this, this reminds me, actually, not just of a uh, MX-5 race, because they seem to be able to go anywhere. This looks like a Mini 7 race. Yeah. And those of you in the UK will know what I'm talking about there. Going into the inner loop that time around, it was pick a line, any line. And at some stage, you know, we're building the tracks too wide. Oh, off! At turn seven, that was the pole-sitting car, the LA Honda World Honda, the new 37. 
and that's Ryan Eversley yeah. who's ended up off the track and there's damage to the left front of the new FK5 now that's going to be a full course yellow oh come on Robin you've got half a lap you surely can't get ahead of them so through go the leaders and there's ah, damage here is perhaps some evidence damage no. on the number one no that, I mean that was several positions ahead yeah it's dropping back so what happened here that may be a completely unrelated yeah. incident no it's not they did get yeah. together and into the wall and it was the number one car yeah. with the 37 so that was Michael Lewis Brian Herter Autosport and the LA Honda World red white and black car and we've gone full course yellow with 22 minutes to go wow this has been untidy very untidy that was quite a big hit actually for that number one Hyundai there's uh, definitely some bodywork damage down the inside at turn seven up the uphill part and on the curb slipped off the curb I'm not sure but there was a little wiggle from the number one but that that was odd because it was the back end that stepped out there and that's a front wheel drive car Ryan Eversley yeah. getting pushed into the wall yeah and the, the number one car definitely been sliding backwards yes, down, down through the through the field because uh, he was several positions ahead of that when he came past the line on the previous lap. In fact, he was... Uh, yeah. Just wonder, Jeremy. He led at the restart, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just weird. wonder... They didn't take tyres last time around. It was just a fuel and a driver stop. As Shea has just reminded me. Uh, this will be another short yellow, so the pits will not open. 20 minutes to go. So Alpha leads in TCR from Hyundai Elantra from Audi. That's 5, 91 and 61. Tim Lewis, Tyler Max and John Morley. Mikey Taylor next for another Audi. Then the Honda Civic FK7. It's the older car. The FL5 is in the wall. Now... Cameron Lawrence up in the second. When did that he happen? Past, he got past Jimjack, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. Billy. Okay. Now, I have to say, I didn't notice that. Well, so it, it must have been. It must have been as that incident was happening. Yes, then. correct. Yeah. It, exactly, just before the yellow came out, because the previous lap they were not in that order. Correct. It was yeah. Foley, Simchak, Lawrence, and Robert Liddell, the lap car, hanging on the back of them. to turn a BMWs. Shea Adam, here's the burning question of the day before anybody yes. asks it on IMSA. First and second, uh, is that double tacos? Uh, it should be. And maybe one margarita because we still have a race tomorrow. Okay. Um, but as I pointed out to Cameron Lawrence earlier in the week, who won GS the last two times yeah. that we have raced here in the Michelin Pilot Challenge? That would be Turner. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be no need for a pass around. And therefore... We should get back to green pretty quickly with time ticking down. We're going to have, I reckon, ah, the pass was made on the run into the bus stop just before that oh. incident. So was that a mistake by Simchek coming out of turn number four or was it just a better exit by Cameron Lawrence? Uh, 
by Cameron Lawrence, yes, in the white, the car with the white bonnet. There's some walking wounded out there at the moment. The RV Motorsports Toyota, which has been running in the top three for quite a while, now down to sixth with a variety of damage. True, and Billy Johnson up to fourth position in that Archangel uh, Aston Martin number 88. Uh, he was, uh, he'd set the fastest lap of the race. Uh, and he was charging. He'd got past Owen Trinkler in a similar Aston Martin on what, one lap before the caution came out. Yeah, one lap before the caution came out. So Billy Johnson, again, is the, he's going to be the guy to watch here. There's, there's Aston Martin so far. So are the BMWs. They've got good straight line speed, particularly. Uh, well, and the Mercedes. BMW, Mercedes, and Aston Martin, they've, they've, they're the fastest because the Porsches have definitely been struggling this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's primarily on power down. Uh, coming out of the corners. They're good at the end of the straights, as we saw a little while ago mm. with, a, with a replay. Uh, was it uh, Spencer Papelli, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, quick at the end of the straight, but not coming out of the corners. Uh, and that's where the Porsche really loses out on, on the torque. But uh, it's a small car. It is slippery on the straightaway, but it, it doesn't have the pace of the BMW, Mercedes or Aston, and it seems a Toyota, this weekend at Watkins Glen. Gareth Evans at IMSA Radio says, hang on, how come I've not spotted the TCR Alpha before? It's gorgeous. Gareth, I'm very, very disappointed that you've not seen that. It's a great little car. Yeah, this is... Uh, so, as we mentioned a moment or two ago, the pass for second position yeah, was just running into the uh, inner loop. Yeah. So, as I said, not sure whether... Cameron just had a better run or whether it was a slight mistake from Christian coming over the top. He'd gone to the right fairly early to try and defend Jeremy. So maybe there was just a little sideways moment or something like that as he came across the top. Yeah, he was going to certainly make uh, Cameron go around the outside uh, line there if he was going to make a pass. It, yeah. That's what he did. He was able to get uh, later on to the brakes there as well and into that second position. Of course, for Cameron Lawrence, who was looking so good at Detroit... Uh, had the pole position, led the uh, first half of the race, made his pit stop, uh, and then that car, uh, he handed it over to Robert McGuinness, who was then involved in an accident on the uh, the very first lap out of the pits after that. So uh, this pairing, uh, still looking for its uh, its first first win. BMW won two, now Robbie Foley, and uh, his best, they, they've already had uh, a win this season. Best result for McGuinness and Lawrence has been the second position. Um, just uh, looking good at the moment for that team. We'll be going green this time by, so we'll have about... It was a 1-2 at Sebring they had. Yes, it was, yeah. Uh, we'll have about 14 minutes left, I reckon, when we go green. So, what final excitement, entertainment, incident, accident, controversy, or all of the above, do we have in the last quarter of an hour? Thank you for staying with us. A delayed start. My goodness, it's been worth it. Yes, we've had the safety car out rather too many times, but the racing in between has been outstanding for the Michelin Pilot Challenge and the Sealants 120 at the Glen, how are we going to top what we've already seen? 
cleaning off the tyres. Robbie Forley has Cameron Lawrence's teammate in his wheel tracks. Remember that car, almost the tackle sign is illuminated already at uh, Turner BMW. They've also got a nifty new piece of equipment which looks like a traffic light lolly. One of those old Zoom lollies that you used to get back in the days. Ice creams, um, you would call them over here, I suppose. Um, which has different colours to depend to show the uh, the guys popsicles. Yes, is what you call. Thank you, sir. Is what you would call them to show what colour the pit lane lights are at various points, pit in and pit out. So no expense spared there. Let's go for the restart. Let's hope this is the final time that we see the green flag. And the next flag we want to see is white. Then checker. 14 minutes. I expected. It's just under that to go. As Robbie Forley hits the throttle and accelerates out of the final corner and we are back to racing here at Watkins Glen pretty even start nobody with an advantage first, second, third then the lapped car of Robin Liddell then Billy Johnson what different fortunes Billy Johnson got out the pits about four seconds before the red light came on Robin Liddell, the car that's now in front of him uh, lost a lap because he couldn't get out of the pits. My goodness, on such small, small things to fortune turn. Liddell's got a quick card. He's still trying to unlap himself. You have to be careful not to get too involved in that battle at the front of the field. Teago Camillo out of line further back in the Toyota. There is still fighting a rear guard action with Spencer Pumpelli in the bright green BGP Motorsports Porsche. Eric Foss in the orange Marillo Racing 56 and the Van der Stur Racing, the white and blue Aston Martin number 19. They're all there as well. 12 minutes and 45 seconds to go. Into turn seven. It's been a good restart for Robbie Foley. Yeah. Very good restart. Hasn't had to worry about what's going on behind him. Now, Billy Johnson has got past Robin Liddell. Maybe Robin let him through there. Robin's not in this fight and he's letting through the cars now. He realises that the opportunity to make something out of this perhaps has gone. Good for him. Yeah, lets through the 64 of Owen Trinkler on a different strategy. TCRs all over the track at turn eight and the heart racing cars way wide. Almost stopped to Ooh. catch a beer from somebody there and off behind has gone one of the Hyundais. It's the 98 car, I think. Yes, it is. And Mark Wilkins has clobbered. Championship what a, leader. That is your championship leader. And he's clobbered one of the advertising hoardings and he's done damage. He's done damage as he was trying to go around the outside of the LA Honda World car. He's done damage to the right front. And I think he might have broken something there. He got pushed off into the crowd strike barrier or eased towards it at least by the LA Honda World machine the FL5 that was Mike Lamara I think and also more Hyundai problems incident responsibility for putting Ryan Eversley in the turn 7 wall at the exit and that is a drive through and the hard car's gone bad oh hang on a second we've got a problem for the Mustang this was the core car. They were doing so well. What a shame. That's the aero car. Yeah, gone round. And there's been 
That's the McAleer car, the 13 machine has gone car. around. The 98 car, as I suggested, has got a problem. The 56 Mercedes is going to have to drive through, pass over uh, under yellow for Eric Voss. Championship leader in TCR is off at the side of the track. Uh, and we've got, again, carnage out on the circuit, as it was indeed the 13 of McAleer that had the big spin coming at McCombie, excuse me, wrong M in the MMR. Chad McCombie uh, with damage, I think, to the rear suspension coming out of the infield. Now, the Hart car, I think, also in trouble after all of that shamozzle. And we're back to yellow. Ten minutes to go. We're back to yellow. Oh, my goodness, and Owen mate. Trinkler's got past Billy Johnson somewhere on that lap. Yeah. I think there was a coming together, or at least a bit of a shamozzle, uh, through the inner loop. So in comes into the pits with a deranged left rear suspension for the 13 car. So let's try and work out what happened with the Hart car through turn one, the 89 car, down the inside of the new Honda, and then it stops. Something's given up on that car. The car was weaving around. So I'm going to suspect that something has broken on that car. And Chad Gilsinger decided uh, not to take it any further. Meantime, it was a sideswipe from one of the Porsches uh, onto the number 13, uh, Ford Mustang. Now, he was right up with uh, the Carbon and RS1 cars. So it was one of the two cars. 28. It was Stephen McAleer, yep. was it? Oh, yep. McAleer hit McCombie. Oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, you're right. It was the 28, Jeremy. Good eyes. Hmm. Well, that that end, end of a lovely well. friendship. <laughs> yeah. Business partners, good buddies. Mm. Not, uh, not what they had planned. Rear suspension damage on the left-hand side for that car, and I think that's day done for them. Shame, actually, because Jensen Altson uh, did a really good job in the first part of the race, and they played the cards they were de- cards they were dealt. It looked like they hadn't had the best of luck, dropped out of the top four where Jensen was racing, down to, I think, 11th, 12th, 13th, something around there, and then the race came back to them, and Jensen was running a solid third position. And that is a sorry way to end for that very, very handsome Ford Mustang. And they'll go straight behind the wall. Yeah. Boy, what a, what a messy end to the race. It's a shame because it was really building up nicely. It was nicely boiling there. nicely, wasn't yeah, it? Bubbling. We've had, we've had feast or famine this season, it seems, the Michelin Pilot Challenge. The first two races of the season were both pretty incident-packed. We had a fantastic race at Wetterlake Raceway, Raceway Laguna Seca. That was absolutely superb. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, and then uh, Detroit, a, a great race apart from that one incident in, in the middle of the race, which ended up being a long caution because of all the fluids that were laid on the track by Robert McGuinness, which is, it was for that, driving to drive back to the pits with a severely broken car, that he got the probation rather than ah, really? the incident. Yeah. Oh, I did not understand. Yeah. I did not realise that, Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah, that, well, that was the, I mean, 
he was going to get a slap on the wrist for the for causing the incident, but it was driving back to the pits and oiling down the track and making a heck of a mess. Both of it. cars incredibly made a back to the pits, and Robert McGuinness had been oh. up on the tyre wall I mean, at one stage. Yeah, it only cost Robert McGuinness about three seconds before he was back up and running. Yeah, he lost a couple of positions. Problem is, the car was mortally wounded. Mm. Last six and a half minutes yeah. of this race. We're only going to have a lap or two, I think. Uh, do a bit of luck before the end at best yes this could get pretty messy pretty quickly there's a lot at stake here let's just give you the rundown then the front of the field it's the two turn of BMWs 96 Robbie Forley from 95 Cameron Lawrence Christian Simchak is in third position ahead of Owen Trinklet he's got past Billy Johnson that's the Team TGM 64 Aston ahead of the Archangel 88 Aston. Still hanging in there, the Toyota Supra GT4 Evo. Tiago Camillo with a rather bent and battered car yeah. for Ave Motorsports. I think they've had a top four finish uh, in the past, isn't Oh, yeah, they've had several podium finishes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. not Just quite their best finish at the moment. Behind them, no. Eric Foss for Murillo Racing has to do a drive-through. So, he's out of that. Vanister Racing 19, Austin McCusker then will head forward into 7th. 8th will be Spencer Pompelli. 9th, uh, or 10th as they run, Jeff Westfall. Then Stephen McAleer, yeah. Matt Plum, Alex Filsinger and Ab, uh, Ramin Abdul-Vahabi. It's going to be an interesting battle that for ninth place, actually. The three Porsches, they don't have the pace of the no. other front runners in this, in this, this weekend. But uh, there is... A lot of honour at stake there to be best of the Porsches. A long yeah. chat with uh, Justin Bellanzoni uh, earlier on today. He's the team owner, team principal there at RS1. Great attitude he had. He wasn't bleating and moaning about the uh, bounce performance. He just, you know, he hopes it's 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 addressed. But he wasn't, you know, he, he, as I say, really really good attitude. And his focus is just do the best we can with what we've got. We want to be the best finishing Porsche. TCR. Alfremer Giulietta, number five, Tim Lewis, ahead of Tyler Maxim for Vanister Racing's Elantra, fifth, that's the 91 car. John Morley debuting, uh, along with Gavin Ernstone, the Road Shagger Racing new RS3 LMS TCR. It's the 61 car. Mikey Taylor in the yellow Audi. The 17 is in fourth. Robert Wiggins, they've had a penalty as well, don't forget, for working on the car outside of the box. And they've fought their way back to fifth. Mike Lamara in sixth for the remaining FL5, the new car. Eric Rockwell yeah. for Rockwell Auto Developments. They will feel that they've had this race absolutely stolen from them. Danny DePone with that gearbox failure. Yeah, but That's a good the top seven. there to be in the seventh position. Oh, absolutely. They've had all sorts of bad luck. Here we go, Jeremy. All right. Back to green flag. 3-4-2. Two. Two. Yeah, so two what, to go. Two laps from now. Good start again from Robbie Forley. He's kneeling these re restarts as he comes through with, what, five or six cars lengths. Head through turn two. Cameron Lawrence in seconds. Simchak in third. Owen Trinklet lurking in the Aston Martin. Then the TCR's coming through. The Alpha has got cover, actually, because 
as they start. Did they not do that? He must have jumped yeah. Abdul Vahadi yeah. on the restart. Brilliant. And that's given him a real bit of cover because that Aston is super quick in a straight line. Here comes the Unitronic car round the outside trying to use the traffic. Meanwhile, further up the field, the 64 Aston of Owen Trinkler has got company. Aston and EMG all through the water there, side by side. Billy Johnson in the green, number 88 at turn six and 72 on the inside is Christian yeah. Simchak. So that's up to third for Owen Trinkler. Trinkler's on the podium no, now. fourth because he got muscled back there by Owen. Oh, excuse me, Trinkler. Yeah, big yeah. part. Trinkler yes. is up to third. Yeah, absolutely. And through goes Johnson into fourth now. So Simchak maybe just fading a little bit. Do they not have the performance left in the tyres now behind that still still the uh, number 14 Toyota that's been a good drive from those guys Robert Liddell trying to stay out of the way he is a lap down and so the urban grid car not in that fight They'll be cursing not getting out of the pit lane. Right, the Alpha now has 10, 12 cars lengths, maybe, on the field. Oh, massive run off the track for the Van der Stur Hyundai on the restart. And the move made down the inside at turn two for uh, Tim Lewis to get that car. Stephen McAleer is pitting. In the 28, this is a drive-through for incident responsibility with the Mustang of Chad McCombie. Also, the number one car assessed a penalty. That was with uh, Ryan Eversley. And they are pitting to serve that now as well. Turner, Turner. TGM. Archangel Motorsport, BMW, BMW, Aston, Aston, Mercedes, Toyota, Mercedes, Aston. Top eight, all front-engined cars. The Porsches in ninth and tenth with Matt Plum coming through the field as well. He's now up to 11th position in the other TGM car. Yeah. So just half a lap to go now for the two Turner Motorsport BMWs, first and second. Robert oh, Foley. huge move down the inside by Billy Turner at turn, <laughs> uh, Billy Johnson at uh, turn seven, trying to come from a mile back on <laughs> Owen Trinkler. Owen, uh, heads up driving, did not commit to the inside of the corner. That would have been a huge accident. And Johnson's trying again. This time, Owen Trinkler does tough it out. He knows there's a third place on the podium up for grabs here, the two turn of BMWs ahead will take first and second, double tackles please, get the order in now, if you're a taqueria around this place, you're about to have a lot of hungry people coming your way but the two Astons battling for the final spot on the podium it will be 96 from 95, turn of BMW a 1-2 for the BMW M4 G82s and what a run for Owen Trinkler coming through with Ted Giovannis to take third position. Our Michelin moment of the race in the TCR category. The fabulous run that unfortunately came to naught uh, earlier on 
with the gearbox. We'll give you all of that detail in a moment, but it's a double victory for Turner Motorsport. Here's the man with his name above the door. They've done it again. Will Turner double tacos, a one-two, and more importantly, a great championship day for Vin and Robbie. Yeah, you know, between uh, the weather and our little tire incident and stuff, I uh, definitely didn't see this one coming for the 95. But uh, hats off to the Turner team and uh, BMWs did, uh, did awesome. Hopefully we can put it together and do it again tomorrow. Three years in a row for the GS victory, though. How does your team keep accomplishing this? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> that fact I didn't know, but uh, it feels great, and uh, it's a little surreal right now. Well, congratulations. I'll take a shrimp and a chicken taco, please. It's tonight and tomorrow, right? That's how this works? Yeah. Tacos on us, no cheese. Oh, excellent stuff. Let's just round up the results in TCR with the Alpha KMW Motorsports with TMR winning. Uh, great. Roy and Tim doing their job again. Uh, Unitronics coming from way back after problems earlier and coming into second. And Van der racing Tyler Maxson in third. Just off the podium, Gavin Ernston and John Morley for Road Shagger Racing. Uh, we decided pretty early on, I think, that Rockwell Auto Development's number 15 car was going to get the Michelin moment of the race for a brilliant run. And the car, unfortunately, crying no under the... Uh, gearbox with Teddy DuPont at the wheel so that's the number 15 car great early speed and good strategy to get them to the head of the field for Rockwell Auto Developments number 15 GS quickly share who's your GS nomination for Michelin moment of the race oh we've lost share uh, moment of the race in GS share uh, moment of the race how about the alpha pass that was pretty cool. Uh, sorry, in GS. My in GS. Yeah. Uh, mm, strategy by TGM when they made that yeah. questionable stop for yeah. Owen and it got him up to third. Yeah. Jeremy, did you go with that? Strategy for Turner, Turner Motorsport to come away with a 1-2 finish. I think it's pretty pretty darn impressive. Uh, Billy Johnson, too. Hey, look, the, the Archangel Motorsports came from a long way down the field. They, came, they made the, uh, got their lap back with that brilliant pit stop. That was a strategic move there. Uh, Number 88 for me, Archangel Motorsport. Okay, split decision then. So, uh, come back home over oh. the fourth place finish. Mm. I think it's From a lap down. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's got I think it's got to go to Turner though from the way they they did it. Um, that was your initial call. Yep. Um, so let's go to Turner. Um, the responsible adults letting me know on text that uh, if, if there's a casting vote, it's going to go to Turner. So Turner Motorsport, honourable mention for those that we have talked about. So our Michelin moment of the race uh, goes to Turner Motorsport for getting both of their cars to the front uh, of the field. Uh, and points, Jeremy, very quickly before we grab some more interviews. Yeah, in a GS, the n number 72 car will uh, continue to lead on 1,260 points. But the, with the second win of the season, Robbie Foley and Vin Barletta will pull to within 20. So 1,240 for them. Uh, tied on third place is the number 83 car and number 56. And we'll go to the TCR winners, Roy Block. Roy, you were so close last year with the second, but now your alpha rolling into victory lane at Watkins Glen. What does this feel like? Man, we, we had to overcome so much in that first stint. You know, I got a flat tire over by the toe, and we just kept, up, uh, kept our composure and just really kept grinding, and, and you know, the, the racing gods were kind to us today. 
Louis Malone, your team owner, uh, just said, you guys have done three races in this car. You've won two of them. What does that mean to this organization? Well, I love a 66% winning rate. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to most sport, but we're just thrilled about the result today. Congratulations. Great points for the championship. Thank you so much. Let's carry on with the championship. TCR, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, TCR, in uh, the, the leaders coming into the weekend were Mason Philippi and Mark Wilkins. Uh, they will now have 1150 points, and they will be tied with their teammates' number 33 car, number 33 being uh, Robbie Wickens and uh, Harry Gottsacker. So they'll be tied on points on 1150, uh, and then tied for third will be the uh, JDC Unitronics Audi, Mikey Taylor and Chris Miller, and the Alpha, which uh, also comes home with its second win of the season. So uh, super tight uh, in both championships. Uh, what a drive through to the third position. Great strategy. Good run early on by Ted Giovannis. And Owen Trinkler brings home the big and third step of the box. Well, and Owen had mentioned something to me earlier in the race that I didn't want to let out because we were hoping for a bit of rain if you were part of this team's TGM number 64 crew because full rain set up on this car. Oh, and how much more difficult did that make it to drive when it was fully dry when you were in it? I mean, those restarts were actually good for me. The thing would come out of the hole really good and... Uh, everything's full soft on this thing. We went soft, everything, full wet setup. We, we left the other car alone for the dry. And, hell, we're on the damn podium again. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, Ted drove a great stint. He did exactly what we asked him to do. And uh, so happy for our boys. Man, we haven't been on the podium since VIR. This is the first one that Ted are actually going to get to celebrate together because I've been drug off and then VIR happened in the tech room. So this is going to be a great night for us. And, uh, yeah, hats off to Aston Martin. But, yeah, if we'd have had a full wet or dry setup on it, might have had something for him but i was just hanging on there at the end and uh happy for those cautions and christian gave me room and uh raced me super clean through the bus stop but i was going to send it because we're going to get on the podium <laughs> congratulations i'm sure that champagne's going to taste really sweet we're going to have a great night thank you yeah good show. well that's interesting so they were running uh, on i'm sure most of them probably were to be honest yeah and there was promise of more rain coming that, on later on that is a that is a fair point which that did, is, didn't happen yeah, that was, a, that was a, an interesting race. I'm glad we finished under green again. And uh, hats off to Tony Motorsport BMW. That was a really, really fine effort. Is that, is that Bill Patterson doing a live painting down there? Might in, be. Uh, yeah, victory lane. Wow, cool. It'll be Very done cool. before they get out. Very Sum cool. that one up, Jeremy. A little bit untidy, yeah. uh, but it keeps bringing it back together, and we get those 10, 15, 20, 25 minute sprints. Um, it's it's not what we really want to see. We no. want to see an hour, a couple of hours worth of racing. But that said, you've got to say worthy winners around and some good racing, some good passing going on today. Yeah, there was uh, lots of good uh, clean racing going on. There. The Porsches need a little bit of help. It would appear on the BOP uh, in the manufacturers' championships. By the way, GS uh, Mercedes will continue to lead. They got third place points today in the manufacturers, sixteen hundred points. Uh, to the 1550 now of BMW, which scores its second win of the season, uh, matching that of Mercedes. Uh, Porsche in third place on 1500. In TCR, it's crazy close in the manufacturers. Uh, uh, Hyundai will still lead on 1270. Then Alpha now vaults from fourth wow. to second on 1260. With so one just car in the fight. Wow. Yep, yep, with one car in the fight. Uh, Audi now just 10 points behind them, and Honda fall from second to fourth on 12.20. So it's really, really tight uh, in the TCR manufacturers. 
Jeremy Shaw and Cher Adam with me, John Heindorf in the Global Broadcast Centre. What a race that is, if you will, the appetiser. Tomorrow we kick off with morning warm-up and then we'll be live for the whole Sealand's six hours at the Glen from a super Saturday, slightly delayed and uh, a bit slippy and sloppy. Um, We've had a good day. It's still been absolutely superb. Thank you for joining us here at the Glen or wherever you tuned in, live and free in sound and vision around the world on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. On behalf of the whole team here at Watkins Glen International and our broadcast colleagues up in Charlotte, thanks for being with us. Have a great Saturday night. Come back tomorrow for the main event. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.